0: To work and play And get along with each other Steven Is someone calling me I, I hear my name Steven And I see breath in whispers Screams of pain And now it's time for the Motor City Maniac The wit from the Mid, The Great Lakes Grandmaster The Motown Madman The Mittens Killer Kitten. We ran out of nicknames. You're listening to Louder with Crowder.
1: Good day. It is such a good day, and I am so glad to be with you, kind of. Mostly.
2: Yeah, you Boy. didn't even want to get out of bed, did you?
1: <laughs> I didn't. Louder with Crowder, your host, Steven Crowder, and uh, as always, the most insubordinate Producer in radio, Fun Dip, <laughs> with me today. Fun Dip didn't even get out of his bed until five minutes ago.
2: You no, know, 5 30. I had the alarm set for 4 and I said, nope, I'm going to reset it for 5 30 because I know I don't have to scrape my windshield anymore. I am now at summertime. This
1: is time. true. We're about, do you think it's going to. For those who don't know, we broadcast out of Michigan. Hello, Alaska. Hello, Texas. Hello, everywhere else where people are listening. Hello, Florida. And the interwebs, of course. Um, We had hundreds of thousands of people who listened to our show last week online.
2: Those poor souls.
1: Honestly, so people don't realize this. For those of you who don't know, louderwithcrowder.com. Is where you can go to get the full podcast it's all free we also get the interesting uh, you know the big guests up as video interviews and last week we talked about marijuana with Dr. Phyllis Boniface that got 115,000 uh, views which you know compared to like a turtle copulating a work boot is not a lot for YouTube or a cat playing with string right but for a 40-minute interview on the medicinal effects of marijuana it's pretty good and when you, no when you're stoned, seven. you
2: stay there and just listen to it while you're eating Doritos. It's like, <laughs> dude, this is so cool, man. She's talking about some weed. Hey, can you pass me another bag of
1: Frito-Lay products? Yeah, Now that we're done perpetuating the negative ster- stereotypes of stoners. Hey, I'm. it's not a stereotype. I've seen it. <laughs> I know. Well, and then another 17,000 people uh, uh, on the podcast. So- It's the numbers are growing. We really appreciate it. Louderwithcrowder.com. If you're listening, if you're a fan, uh, please sign up for the newsletter because that's where you'll know for sure when a new video, a new podcast goes up. The videos are usually Wednesday. Podcasts are Friday, but still on the mailing list, you get it directly to your inbox. No spam. We're not selling you any mail enhancement or, um, you know, uh, gold or self-lubricating pocket catheters. That's not quite our demographic.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. So that's those- nice to know that we're not getting any mail enhancement things cuz you wouldn't want anything like that coming right in your face.
1: Right. <laughs> well, you do get uh, you do get some of those I think on the website sometimes oh, as ads. Yeah. Any any site you go to, those those are just ads all over the place. Now, the mail enhancement thing, that started when the internet started when I was young and it's still around like the remember that was the first spam anyone ever got were mail enhancement newsletters or emails and it's still going I didn't get actually onto
2: the internet I think I got my first email address in 1999 okay. so I was I missed the first few years
1: of the internet I think this is still back when people called it the net yeah yeah I'm gonna get on the net the web I got my angel uh, fire geo cities tripod website with a bunch oh, of men I use flash, I, by the way. There is some actual news to get to this week. Um, <laughs> Hillary's email scandal, we'll get to it. Uh, Ferguson cops were shot, but the good thing is at least they're okay now. We'll get into that and, of course, the ramifications all over social media. The AR-15 ammo ban is out and fantastic guest today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Colonel Allen West.
2: Very cool, man. You know, I can't believe that you got the guy that played Batman to come on our show. Yeah. I'm serious.
1: You're Yeah, you're off by a, it's, that's Adam West. Yeah. What? Adam West? Yeah. No, it's Colonel Allen West, who was, uh, you know, he's actually, he's probably would beat the crap out of Batman in real life.
2: I bet you, yeah, a colonel could probably take a Batman, Yeah, but colonel, still doesn't colonel, have the cool car.
1: No, he doesn't have the cool car. Although I'm not a big fan of the newest Batmobile. Anyway. No, I'm I about,
2: I can't stand those new Batman movies with uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, he, he, it sounds like he he was drinking vodka all night long.
1: Swear to me.
2: That's exactly it's like, dude, take a Hall's Mentholiptus or something for crying out loud.
1: He's sitting there. You know, it's got to be tough for Christian Bale because he's, Eng- he's English. So he's sit sitting there with his Cockney accent talking and then he has to talk American where they always over exaggerate and then you have to edit down here Joker
0: you are the boy, you Joker
2: <laughs> they just have Jesse Ventura overdub him here's
0: the thing I was in the Navy SEALs I was in an underwater demolitions unit damn it you don't want to meet me in the back of a dark alley and now I'm Batman
1: Jesse Venture I would love to have him on the show anyway so though guests it's going to be great also I'll be filling in for Dana this week which will be fun and uh fun dip should be calling in as a caller but um big video coming up this week too that I'm sure fun dip will not be a fan of did you see the teaser what was it I didn't see where oh I'm sure you've heard of the planet fitness uh
2: oh yeah I don't think that that's very nice that the lady got all upset but I thought it was pretty cool how they said, "Yeah, you don't need to come back. We're we're gonna let the uh, transgender person stay here and continue." So you think
1: they should kick out the person, who, the who, lady who wants to feel safe in the restroom?
2: No, the lady who wants to complain about somebody who's just trying to go into the locker room where they feel have you heard? Have you actually
1: read from this transgender person?
2: I read the. Uh, I read it was
1: about a. Ten, and it's not a woman, by the way. It's ten, just ten like or, me putting on a dress.
2: Ten or twelve line uh, AP story. Yeah.
1: It's just like me putting on a dress. So, and that's so, what we so you, so you identify as female. That's what your soul is. It doesn't matter. That's that's not a medical terminology. And by the way, this person actually swings both ways and uh, is male, female, does men, does women. Uh, you can read it on his Facebook. It was literally someone who put on a dress. So that's the point. If you want to open the door to all of it, and I actually went into Planet Fitness dressed as a woman use their equipment i gotta see this this is gonna and, be hilarious see that's the thing fundip and i disagree the transgender thing where he's like i still have to see steven dress up like a transgender <laughs> which by the way because i got a, g- like a, a guy who
2: just identifies as a regular you know typical cis male who dresses oh, up in a dress
1: up. just shut up with your cis bs it's called
2: normal It reminds me of, like, Some Like It Hot with uh, Marilyn Monroe and all those guys.
1: Yeah, that kind of thing is hilarious. Well, people tried to tell me it was like going in black. Someone's like, well, what's the difference between this and blackface? I said, do you mean aside from intent, percentage of population, and historical context? (laughs) Other than that. Yeah, other than that. By the way, Some Like It Hot is still one of the greatest comedies ever made. Ever. It's just
2: a classic.
1: All right, listen, let's go to a break. I'll let Fun Dip see the trailer. So he can see what the video is about, and we'll come back and talk more about transgender people. You, and uh, we'll also talk about dreadful-looking woman AR-15, and we'll talk with Alan West in a few minutes. Cool. lateral Hey, this is Steven Crowder with Louder with Crowder to tell you about one of my favorite sites on the web, AR15.com. I know you hear AR15 saying, isn't that the scary Black Rifle? It is, but AR15.com is actually the best website if you want a community from which to learn about how to care for your gun, gun safety, where to find concealed permits, courses, as well as the best online gun store in the business. I'm talking ammo, accessories, upgrades, all of it can be found at AR15.com. That's AR15.com.
0: You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Louder with Crowder.
1: Thank you so much for being back with us. And Fun Dip and I were talking before the break about the Planet Fitness scandal. I know we're going to get to the Hillary emails and all the news that everyone else is talking about, but the Planet Fitness scandal did happen in Michigan. Um, now you've seen the picture of me dressed as a woman, Fun Dip. That's just kind
2: of frightening. Why is it frightening? You're not a good-looking woman.
1: Well no no men are good looking women. I think I would be
2: a lovely gal. Well,
1: I think you'd be a good time, I'd gal. I'd be a big gal. I think you'd be too easy. I think you'd you'd give it up too quickly there, fun dip gal. <laughs> oh man. So tell me what happened. Okay. So I dressed up like by the way, I didn't dress up as a transgender person. Nothing. People are mad they're going it's just like blackface. No, I didn't dress up as a transgender person. I dressed up as a woman just like all transgender people if they were women the term transgender wouldn't need to exist they're not dressed they're not being transgender they are a man being a woman that's why the term was created so i'm not dressing up as transgender i dressed up as a woman to use a planet fitness facilities um and it, it, a couple of things there are a few points that are proven there but
2: uh, they also have something called a lunk
1: alarm do you know what that is at Planet Fitness?
2: Yeah, it's where if you're one of those guys that would make fun of somebody who's out of shape.
1: That's not what it is. That's not what it is. Uh, because one of the, fir- the first video I ever did on YouTube, and I'm talking about in an old grainy webcam, the first video I ever did was bitching about Planet Fitness. Oh, legend. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll actually include that probably in, in the video, and it's not about making fun of anyone. Let me tell you this. I've worked out at some of the most hardcore gyms in the country and I've seen old ladies and fat people. There is no gym of serious athletes who will feel anything other than incredible pride and empathy for someone who's out of shape getting in there. What a, What about,
2: uh, you see these guys, they look all fit, and they yell at a fat guy on a Schwinn bicycle going, ride, fat butt, ride!
1: I've literally never seen that in my life. I have, several times. Are you talking about watching The Biggest Loser? No. I've been the guy on the Schwinn. And some guy just went by and said that?
2: Yeah, they rolled their window down. And they, they didn't say fat butt, they those said... Those are
1: people in the gym. Those are jackasses yelling out of their car. But they were fit. How could you tell? They were in a car. It was one of those Jeeps with the really low doors. Well, anyways, that's indefensible. Those people are terrible. But I've never seen that happen in a gym. The lunk alarm is if you even so much as drop weights or grunt or if you're strong... The dumbbells only go up to 60, so I went in as a, a Stephanie Crowder and tried to test and see where their boundaries were, uh, where their tolerance for transgender, it, how far does the tolerance for transgender goes to the point, where does it meet where they start judging lunks because I went in and grunted and lifted heavy weights and dropped them and the alarm uh, may or may not have gone off a few times. So then you've got a decision to make. Who are you excluding? The transgender person or the lunk and that's the big problem that's the big takeaway at some point someone is being excluded at some point someone's getting a short end of the stick a vast majority of women do not feel safe with men dressed as women calling themselves women going into the into the restroom they don't feel safe with it rapes abuse are very
2: common but what about that. what about the flip side where you've got a female to male who's transitioning who has a beard tattoos cowboy hat the law says you have to use the women's room no you have to use the re- men's room no a female to male their, oh yeah their DNA is female they look like a dude who could kick anybody's butt no they don't and the law they don't. says they don't that- at all
1: they don't at all as a matter of fact you show me any transgender female to male any in the world and they cannot kick the butt of an above-average-strength male. But I they know, because what's like his name, it. Buck something is some porn star who is telling me, you know, what a horrible person I was. Uh, as a matter of fact, there is no science behind it, and even prominent psychologists are saying Listen, it's 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 a psychological disorder. There is no science that this person is physically a male It's something that it's probably healthier to deal with the root causes. I've got some psychology in front of me There's actually a very strong correlation between what they compare themselves to when they're young and, and, and how they feel related to Obviously generally lack of father figures or absence So I'm not going to go and be politically correct with this that woman who wants to be a man should still go into the ladies' restroom. Let me sh- let me tell you this, the only controversy, up the only controversy right now with transgender sports are men to women competing in women's sports. There are no women to male transgenders, even coming close to doing well, well in any male sports. Not so much in sports, but what about the bathroom? No, 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 no. If it's science, because now we're saying there are no genders, it's a construct of society, then you and I can be black, you and I can- Do you think it, can, I'll be able to play the bass better? I think that's a prerequisite. I think you come out of the womb knowing how to play the bass as a black person. See, I should have done that. Should have done that. Well, now you can, because it's merely a social construct. Uh, So it opens the door to athletes. Fallon Fox is a man who now beats the crap out of women for a living in the cage. That's what he does. He decided, I want to be a woman. No women are doing that. So if people are going to say, well, the science says that actually they're becoming a woman and there really is no uh, physical performance advantage for for this person now as a woman because he went through hormonal replacement. Okay, if that's the case, why has there never, ever, ever been a female to male transgender transition into professional sports In, in a way that's impactful, in a way that's not a bench warmer? But re- Why is it never happened? Re-
2: disregarding sports, I still think that if some- no,
1: no, no, you can't disregard sports. But because it's the, you're the opening bathroom, the door to everything. But if the bathroom say, this is, this
2: is the issue that they're talking about in the news lately. And if if somebody transitioned from female to male, and they looked like a full beard on their face or a goatee, and tattoos all over, I don't think a woman would be comfortable with that person coming into the women's room that oh. person should use the men's room. And you go in the stall, your your genitalia isn't exposed well, put it this way. until you're in the
1: It's less than 0.3% of population Earth. So now we've put everyone else in a position of potential lack of safety, uh, certainly discomfort, and we are now excluding the feelings, we're discounting the feelings of the vast, overwhelming majority in sound mental health to create an environment for less than 0.3% of population Earth. My point is, at some point, you are judging and excluding. But at it's Planet a, Fitness, it, it's a persecuted hold on, hold on, minority, though. At, at Planet Fitness, it's a persecuted minority? The the
2: transgender people are a persecuted minority, and you got to have a little
1: give. Not with the, there's plenty of give. Where people are saying there is no give is a... a, a where does transgender rights... Why do we allow that to trump privacy rights? Where the bathroom is a perfect example of that of privacy rights, you can't bring a camera into the bathroom. It is a place with privacy rights. Well, and nobody should be nobody should be taking down their pants until they're in the stall. There's the
2: stall is if there's two the people. The point is, this is the this is problem. the problem
1: with what liberals do, and, and, and or liberal people on this issue. They try and take an extreme. We're not saying no one is saying that they're coming in and resting their balls on the counter as they powder their nose. No one's saying that. What they're saying is that a vast majority of women, okay, 59% do not want, only 26% support it, do not want men going into their restrooms. I know, and maybe I know you'll say no, I know Jared here, I know myself, I know people listening would not feel comfortable if you walked in wearing a dress into a ladies restroom and my wife was in there. No, no no man who wants their wife safe feels comfortable, and, and very few wives feel safe. My wife said no. Jared's wife said no. Everyone I've, I've asked when they saw the picture of the actual chan- transgender person, we'll get it up on Twitter, has said, no, of course not, of course I wouldn't feel comfortable. I feel very uncomfortable, I feel uncomfortable. Well, how unsafe. long has
2: the person been taking their hormone therapy? This person how?
1: hasn't been taking them at all.
2: That then in This that, guy in, in still that has instance, his bits and pieces. Yeah, well, st- sometimes you can still have your bits and, and pieces. And he sells his body. Two men or women. To I, the highest bidder. I still think if... The problem with this person you, is you that understand you said that I'm, they're, going, they're, play, they're, they're playing the here? fence. You said they're playing the fence. That's different than somebody who has actually... But this
1: is the case. This is the case right now. It takes one case. This is the case. A guy who puts on a dress, who swings both ways, in the most vulgar things you can possibly imagine on his Facebook. He's a complete and total pervert, which by the way, let's be honest, that there's a much larger contingency of the transsexual community who are letting their their sex flag fly. Let's put it that way, okay? And they would be very open about it. And if you look at it statistically, monogamy is not the same. Is not at the same rate there. These are not the same amount of people who are just getting married and settled down and having children. Some of them are. A huge percentage of them are not. A very significant percentage of them are people like the guy who went into Planet Fitness here, and um, he walked in. So th- w- what do we do? Are they going to check? Do you check to say are you actually transgender? Do you have to run a do you have to run a a test, a blood test? What do you do? This guy just for all we know could be playing the greatest prank the internet has ever seen. Planet Fitness's policy is whatever you choose to say you are, you can use any bathroom. By the way, the same place that kicked a man out for wearing a pro-life t-shirt. While we're talking about tolerance. Wear a pro-life t-shirt, you're out of here complain about a dude with a dong coming in your restroom
2: you're out of here
1: you're a pervert sex fiend who sells his body to the highest bidder and you want to use the ladies room we must obey the gods of tolerance that's what this comes down to that's what this situation is and i understand you can take other examples but this is this example we'll get into more alan west after this break what a lead-in
0: Everyone likes to dance to a happy song.
1: Welcome back to A lot with Crowder. So excited to have my next guest. Every now and then I geek out about a guest who, because I'm a fan. And you're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say admirer. So what can you say? C- Colonel Allen West, thank you so much for being on, sir.
3: Hey, Mr. Crowder. It's good to be with you, my friend.
1: Oh, he called me friend. Look how sweet he is he didn't have to do that. But we'll be sure to slip oh, you an envelope with uh, unmarked bills after the show. So, <laughs> do you prefer Mister West, Colonel, uh, professional badass? What should I? What should I do here?
3: Well, you know, I I spent twenty two years to earn a certain title, and I'm uh, very appreciative of it.
1: Okay. Well, good. That's uh, you know, my grandfather was a colonel in the Air Force. Um, Wonderful. And I don't know what the rules are, but he was always complaining about the fact that he. I mean, he was a colonel for. Decades, and I guess you had uh-huh. to have a college degree to make general. Am I am I correct?
3: Well, normally it's preferred uh, that you have that college degree in, in order to get promoted as a as an officer. Definitely, uh, you know, to the rank of captain. So uh, that's one of the things about being commissioned is the requirement for a for your college degree.
1: Yeah, well, that must have came in after because he definitely didn't have that, and he made colonel. <laughs> and I think the the rules. Were you know were enacted after, and he was always complaining about it. You know, I can rock circles around these generals. And he was a, he was a surly old man, but probably the best yeah. fighter pilot in the country.
3: Um, well, it was all about his skills. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know what? Funny enough, back then he would have told you that uh, he flew better after uh, a scotch. He was that
3: kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was just drinking. As long as he knew where to drop the bombs, I'm okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes he was a little too bombed himself. But, you know, it's it's funny. Okay. Uh, not really funny. It's a little funny. But you, you're a military guy, like you said. You've you've been out there. You've been in there. This is terrestrial. So we won't use the military term. We'll say crap. You've been in the crap. Um, what? What do you do when you watch what's going on right now with ISIS? And I don't want to put any words in your mouth. I can guess where you're coming from as far as an opinion on the president's handling of it. I know where most conservatives line up. When you sit back and watch this, what goes through your mind? And I guess what would you do differently?
3: Well, first of all, I would have recognized the enemy. And, you know, I would not have allowed a vacuum to be created and. And Iraq, uh, because basically what is, has happened is Al Qaeda in Iraq, which had been defeated. Uh, there were cables that and communications that people had intercepted, saying that there's no need for the brethren to uh, go into Iraq. All is lost. But we gave uh, life back into them. So a year ago, ISIS was about three thousand uh, fighters. Uh, they were called and referred to the Jv team. Now today, they are close to fifty to sixty thousand. And they have affiliations in about 11 to 12 different countries. They are brilliant, brilliantly uh, using social media to uh, get their horrific, savage uh, message out, to include this recent one where I think a 10- or 11-year-old kid just uh, you know, executed a man. Right. And now we, we just had earlier this week Boko Haram uh, come out uh, and, and declare their allegiance. So there is a global Islamic jihadist movement that is happening right under our noses. And uh, we're not doing anything about it. As a matter of fact, what we're doing is decimating our own military capability and capacity.
1: Right. Now, let me ask you this. As a military guy, you know, a lot of libertarians will get mad and say that uh, that you're a war hawk. Where do you balance that line between supporting the military, right, and... In reducing the scope of government, I'm 99% sure what your answer is going to be, and that it's legitimate. But I know, you know, listen, I got a lot of tweets with people who were who are upset about that, libertarians who really just believe that we're over militarized.
3: Well, I would tell them that the most important responsibility of the federal government is to provide for the common defense. It is not about right. some many the other things that we see the federal government getting uh, in- engaged and involved in. So there is a way to develop a fiscally responsible United States military. We cannot, uh, I mean, I love it when people quote George Washington in his farewell speech. Well, George Washington could not send a, a Twitter post halfway around the world. So there's a different environment that we're in, and we have an enemy that even Thomas Jefferson had to contend with uh, during the Barbary Wars that is still on their own march, their own, I'll be very right their own crusade for the past 1,400 years against Western civilization. Now, we can continue to, uh, I guess, uh, dismiss this enemy, uh, this non-state, non-uniform, unlawful enemy combatant uh, Islamist enemy, but That is not going to cause them to go away. So we have to confront this. We have to deal with it. And we've made several mistakes across several different uh, administrations that have brought us to this point.
1: Right. Now, as an example, you know, you have not been shy to criticize people on both sides of the aisle. A lot of people don't know that because what gets out in social media is that steadily picture of you in your military uniform with the flat top. You pull it off very well, sir. And so they think that you're only, you know, hardcore military Republican. Now, you, interestingly enough, you supported the Patriot Act, but then came out and, you know, gave, gave some insight as well, to why now, you were against it. Now,
3: now, now you just said something that's incorrect because okay, I did not support me. the Patriot Act. What happened was I voted voted for the three-month extension of the Patriot Act because, right. you know, why would I just go and show up and say no? I wanted to be able to understand it. I sent letters to uh, Director Mueller of the FBI. I did my research and due diligence. And sure. when it came up for full renewal, I voted against it.
1: Right. Well, yes, and I didn't mean to speak out of turn. That's what I was getting to. A lot of people, you know, on Twitter just go well, ask him about his his war crimes supporting the Patriot Act. And what sticks in my mind is the fact that you were so vocal and and actually helped educate me on the Patriot Act in your criticism of it. But that doesn't always get out, right? When the leftist media is trying to paint you in a certain way. Um, oh, sure, exactly.
3: Well, it so doesn't I, bother me. It doesn't bother me whatsoever because that's their. Alynsky tactic. Uh, I mean, I know the truth, right. uh, and and I know what I stood for, and I think that I did help to educate a lot of people about the provisions of the Patriot Act and be able to talk specifically about instances why it should not be uh, renewed. And right. of course, that was something that you know other members in the Republican Party, to include the the then chairman of the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. Uh, Mike Rogers out of Michigan, he uh, really tried to push me hard. And I said, You can't get my vote on this because, you know, I have empirical, you know, data and proof that it, it, it's not doing what it we is. We have to go intended. to a break
1: real quick, but there is no more steadily move than that. We'll be right back with Alan West.
0: You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Louder with Crowder.
1: If you're anything like me, you enjoy a good glass of wine. But finding the right kind can be a hassle, or maybe you want to buy a nice bottle as a gift but don't know where to start. That's where simplified wine comes in. Simplified wine makes buying good wine Simple, just call 844-297-WINE, where a qualified sommelier will take your information budget, send you a curated list, and then wine straight to your door. It's just that simple. By the way, they also have a price match guarantee, so it's not only the easiest way to get great wine, but the least expensive. All you do is call Simplified Wine at 844-297-WINE, that's 844-297-WINE, or don't like phone calls, you can just go to simplifiedwine.com and hit the Simplify button. Same thing, just digital. Any wine you want, they can get. Just call Simplified Wine at 844-297-WINE to have the best wine at the best price, delivered straight to your door, guaranteed. What could possibly be simpler? Call Simplified Wine
2: today, 844-297-WINE. You're a strange
0: animal, that's what I know. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. But you're a strange
1: so sorry to cut you off, uh, Colonel West, Mr. Colonel Allen West, because you're making a good point. And listen, I, I will tell you this, when it comes to the Patriot Act, actually, you know, reading the transcripts of, of, of some of the things that you had spoken about certainly helped educate me um, on the issue. And that's always why I bring it up. I think that I think anyone who has a history of being in the military, listen, it's it's no secret that that leftists are inherently you know, anti-military uh, in, in a way that they don't want to admit, or maybe even in a way that they don't necessarily realize. Do you feel like sometimes considering, you know, what a what a destroyed career you've had, do you feel like sometimes you're a little bit pigeonholed, maybe in the Republican Party as the military guy when you have more to offer?
3: Uh, not really. Uh, I think the best part of you know, the the politicized media world that we're in, people try to define you in ways that makes them comfortable, but right. uh, I believe that my profile is pretty broad enough that, and when you look at my position now as the president and CEO of the National Center for Policy Analysis, you know, the ability to be able to talk about tax policy, uh, uh, entitlement, pension reform policies, monetary policies, regulatory, education, energy, healthcare, as well as uh, national security. You know, I am able to, you know, really show that I have a broad-based uh, understanding, probably a lot better than some of the people sitting in uh, in Washington, D.C. right now. So sure. I don't get concerned about how people try to, you know, re remake you uh, for their own comfort level because, you know, I, that's one of the successes, I think, of the uh site where we write on many different issues.
1: Right. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's... Uh... Colonel Allen West, the Chuck Norris of politics, he just doesn't... Well, I don't
3: know about that. Chuck Norris is a pretty tough dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I have to tell you, I ran into Chuck Norris at my uncle's country club in Dallas. I just walked into a room. It was some Easter thing. I'm I'm not a country club guy. I know I'll get the hate mail right now from people watching online. You're a country club Republican. You know, same thing, the pigeonholing. Um, And I walked into a room out of... and just the only person in the room was Chuck Norris. It was like a banquet room and he was sitting there at a table. And, um, I mean, I know the Machado brothers, we've, you know, we've trained with them. He's a black belt, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Judo, but I tell you what, you could fit Chuck Norris in your back pocket. He is not a large man. I was very surprised. So all I'm saying is if it comes down to you and Chuck, my money would be on the Colonel. That's all I'm saying.
3: Uh, okay. Well, hopefully I don't see him in a dark alley.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully, listen, we're all friends here. He's a good guy. Uh,
3: yeah, he's a great guy. Let
1: me, let me ask you this. Okay, so obviously, listen, you're you're a black American. You're not expected to be conservative, right? I mean, Alfonso Rachel, a good friend of mine, I've just read through some of the mail that he gets, and it's it's absolutely heart-wrenching. Um, do you mm-hmm. feel like you offer perspective that many people out there maybe miss with right now? You know, the narrative is police brutality, hands up, don't shoot. I mean, wh- where do you end yeah. up on that, and where do you think maybe Republicans and liberals, but both miss it.
3: Well, it's interesting enough because when you go back and you read the writings of Booker T. Washington, the great Southern black educator at the turn of the century, and he had a three-point principle or or plan, and it was education, entrepreneurship, and self-reliance. And so when you think about those three principles, those are not progressive socialist principles. Those are conservative principles. And when you you know, think about what the the bedrock of the black community always has been. Faith, uh, family, uh, you know, education, which was stretched in my household, even, you know, service to the nation. I mean, my my lineage goes all the way back to my dad who served in World War II, an older brother in Vietnam, Mm -hmm. and now my nephew is a major serving. So when you, you know, we just need to have that conversation about principles with the black community. When you think about what progressive socialist policies have done for the black community. You know, 16 million black babies aborted. Uh, You know, the decimation of the black family to now, you only have 28% of black children that have mother and father in the home. That's where we open up the conversation. When Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, an avowed socialist, wanted to cancel the charter school programs in New York City, one of the, the highest performing charter schools in New York City is in Harlem. And it's called right. Success Academy. And it was single black mothers who made the complaint to Bill Cuomo of New York saying, don't do this. You know, this is an opportunity for our children. So there is the, the ability to have the, con- the conservative conversation. And this is not something new. It's not some trend that right. a lot of people want to say. And, and I think that, you know, I hate the word outreach. The Republican Party needs to ban that word. They need to talk about policy inclusiveness. And I think they'll go far.
1: Right. I don't necessarily. Exactly. I don't think you need to sermonize or or, like you said, conduct outreach. It's really just about being relevant and
3: um, And being there. Just be there. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, think about what happened in Ferguson, Missouri, was a black teenager who is part of a a, a demographic that has a 40 percent unemployment rate. He comes from an area where I guarantee there's a failed public school. So all of those opportunities have diminished. There is no small black, uh, uh, small black business entrepreneurship that is going on. As a matter of fact, those 25 businesses that they burned down in Ferguson, they're not coming back. And so it's mm-hmm. the lack of opportunity. It's not about hands up, don't shoot. That's the low-hanging fruit that the left wants to use along with the voting rights thing and all of that. They don't want to talk about the real issues that are afflicting The black communities today and really the inner city and and uh, you know all minority communities so we need to have that conversation
1: yeah i think that's a really good point let me ask you point blank you talk about leftist you know media who are reaching for that low-hanging fruit and they're creating this sort of racial division do you think our president proactively stokes those fires
3: of course he does, because that is the Saul Alinsky way. Right. You know, whether it be one percent versus ninety nine percent, war on women, black versus white, anything that they can use to, you know, promote the collective vision instead of respecting and then regard of the individual, uh, and that's the difference between what liberty is and what tyranny is.
1: Right. No, that's a great point. And uh,
3: gosh, I'm
1: sure you've seen the the LAPD tape, right? The LAPD shooting. You've been following that.
3: A little odd, okay.
1: yeah. Well, if you haven't seen the tape, then, you know, it was a situation where there was a, a uh, an illegal alien uh, convicted bank robber or wanted, I know, by the U.S. Marshals. I, I think he was convicted, mm-hmm. and they went down and answered a call. tased the guy. Didn't work. He swung on a cop. Uh, someone took a cop's nightstick. There was five of them, you know, winding up to whack him in the back. That The guy got shot. And, um, you know, I watched the videotape. It's always I'm, I'm amazed now that our standards are so low that you can actually see the death circulate in news. I don't know about you. I remember there was a time where the rule was you couldn't actually show anyone die, and now it seems like we see that all the time, which is a sad state of well, affairs in our in our culture. Um, but the well, media the, yeah, the media yeah. set that narrative, kind of like Ferguson. I mean, did you did you see that? And were you like me, maybe just screaming at your TV, going, "Just wait until the information comes in." Are we in an age where people just don't wait, and it's because everything's politically motivated?
3: Well, of course it is, and when you think about how the the left tried to use Ferguson to stoke the fires to get, you know, blacks to come out and vote. You know, if you down in Georgia, if you vote for the uh, black, the white guy running for Senate, David Perdue. You could have a Ferguson happen in your, your, your neighborhood and community. Uh, you know, pictures of lynchings were put on cars at black churches right. on Sunday before the election in North Carolina. Yes, people are going to use anything they can to stoke those fires. And you think about the president and how he has, on several occasions, jumped the gun uh, with the, the Skip Gates incident up there in, uh, in Boston at Cambridge University, I mean, uh, at Harvard University in Cambridge, right. Massachusetts, uh, you know, th- this is what people have to do because they can't talk about their policies. They can't talk about really what they stand for. So what they have to always do, I, I call it the Kansas City shuffle. I mean, you look like they go left. They put the deception up there. They put the, the shiny thing up there for you to pay attention to, mm-hmm. and you never really pay attention to their, their true motives and, and objectives and goals.
1: It sounds to me like you're just racist, Colonel West. How dare you come on this show and spew that kind of hate speak. We don't allow it. It's funny. You know, I get this all the time, all the time. If you just speak about these issues, of course, um, unless you line up with the social media narrative, you're immediately accused of being a racist or a bigot. Do, Do you experience that as much? As a black American conservative? Oh,
3: of course. Yeah. You're going to get that you're an Uncle Tom, you're a sellout, uh, white man's porch monkey, Oreo, you, you get it all. <laughs> I can't um, you said that on air. But, I've, but
1: the, I've never heard that on air, but continue, please.
3: No, but, but see, the thing is, that's an indicator that you're winning the debate. Right when they have to you know when they are relegated to to that level of despicable name calling and denigrating you uh and just the same as I tell you know white Americans when they call you racist you can't self-censor because that is the Pavlovian response that you that that you have been given giving them, and so that's why they continue to use it. Right. So you you can't you can't shut up. You have to continue to talk about the issues and continue to talk about the points. You know, look, you know, I don't hear anyone coming out and praising the president for the University of Oklahoma for the swift action he took against that fraternity down there. Right. I, I mean, he, he, as soon as he found out, he gave him twenty four hours, and and he should be praised for that because he is not tolerating that type of behavior.
1: Right. No, that's a good point. And do you think, you know, saying that, seeing as you're someone who's who's able to look at both sides critically, do you think the right plays into it uh, a a little too easily sometimes, even in, on right-leaning oh, yeah. media?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, there there are times when. You know, we go into what we call in the military the U-shaped ambush, and we have to be smarter about that. But then again, I would say you cannot allow the the left to, to always fall back on that age-old thing, you know, you, you don't like him because he's black. I mean, you know, Eric Holder was not a good attorney general because of his gang color. He was not a good attorney general because he was deceitful, uh, he told lies. And he was not a fair adjudicator of justice. And he even right. said that. He even said that he took pride in being a social activist. So that's why he was not appreciated. You know, we still don't know about Fast and Furious.
1: I know. It's very hard to get your plus, – plus, let's be honest, the real reason is, is uh, Eric Holder looks like Ned Flanders, and I find that offensive. I, You know, okay, so we talk about this. We talk about I – mean, and I'm sure you get these questions all the time, and people asking these questions, race-related questions, and I'm sorry to be another one. But, you know, I think with my audience, it's a younger audience on YouTube and terrestrially. They, they'll want to hear this. Um, let me ask you this. I don't get super political on the show all the time because – People just harp on the same thing; it gets to be old. But you're a guy who knows his stuff here really well. What would you say are the biggest, you know, the winningest issues for conservatives right now in America? What should they focus on?
3: Is the the preeminence of the individual, their rights and their liberty, uh, and the equality of opportunity, as opposed to the collective vision of equality of outcomes. Uh, that is that is the clear separation between who we are and who they are. The fact that uh, they, they believe not in the pursuit of happiness as opposed to a guarantee of happiness, and that guarantee of happiness comes from the government. Uh, and when you talk about our young people, the thing that our young people need to come to understand is that their future is at risk. Uh, when you look at their future as far as their economic security and their future as far as their national security, uh, right. and 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 so that should be something that we should easily be able to combat. When you have young people, and, and I have a daughter, uh, twenty-one, who will be graduating from college in, in May. Uh, When you have young people that are leaving college and they're having to go back and stay at home with mommy and daddy because there are no job opportunities out there for them, and they have immense amount of debt, that's not the American dream. And so you know, we need to talk again about the shining city that sits upon a hill and how we're going to do that, which Americans have always done, to ensure that a, a, a better and brighter uh, future is ahead for you know, the subsequent generations. That's how you have a, a mother and father. My my dad was born in 1920. My mother in 1931. Down south, in Georgia, Alabama, and look at where I am today. It's because they cared about my future, and and we need to make that clear delineation that we have a vision for for this country, for this constitutional republic. The other side does
1: What a great point. What a great way to leave it. And for the people listening, even if you take Colonel West's advice, it doesn't mean that you'll be able to pull off the high and tight as well as he does, as well as he put it. So be careful. There are very few who can wear it well. You, sir, uh, thank you so much. You've been a fantastic guest, and I really appreciate you taking the time.
3: Hey, let's do it again sometime.
0: All right. God bless. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Louder with Crowder. Listening to Louder with Crowder.
1: Uh, uh, that's the way you're never supposed to come back. What the heck was that? That was me clearing my throat. I just like breaking all of the rules in radio and setting an incredibly low standard.
2: <laughs> that's why you've got me as your producer. <laughs> exactly.
1: And then we take it from there. That way, no matter what we do, no matter what kind of content we provide, it's a pleasant surprise to the listeners.
0: I,
2: you, I'm starting to rub off on you. Start with the lowest possible expectations and build from there.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Exactly. What would you think of uh, Sir Colonel Allen West? That guy is awesome! He's a very nice, uh, nice gentleman. I wish he got a little more riled up sometimes. He's always so calm. Well that that I think is is very becoming though, because you get a lot of
2: people who get all al sharptony and you get a lot of people who get all you know excited like uh, Glenn does sometimes and and having him be focused like that and stay calm, I think really is just something that makes you want to pay attention to every word he says.:
1: Yeah, it's becoming. Sometimes I'd like him to become more of an ass kicker. Verbally,
2: I I think that when the time comes, that's I when he does. I believe so it. too. Yeah, You've like seen him, right? November time, you know,
1: boom. You've seen him, right,
3: I Alan th- West? Oh yeah, I've seen him on. He's tele- got the, I've uh, seen him
1: on TV and a uh, couple of things on the internet. He's got the uh the Fresh Prince Burger King Kids Club, flat top hair, it, it, the, uh, more like a J. Jonah Jameson kind of hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That,
2: just strong looking old school Square. dude.
1: Apparently, he did like 100 push-ups at some recent uh, conference. He like got down and did them, and he's, how old is he? He's like 60-something, right? Oh, yeah. There's no way I could do that. There's not, there's not many people can do that. Though, in my opinion, once you get past about 20 push-ups, you're reaching a point of diminishing return, and you should just learn to lift more weight.
2: But... Start doing push-ups like with a kid sitting on your back.
1: Or yeah, or your that, dog. Jared's motioning 50, 54 push-ups? That's all Oh, he's can 54 do? years old. Oh. He's fifty-four years old. Okay, my my producer was telling me here, Jared. He was saying that uh, Alan West is fifty-four years old. So he's my dad's age. Okay, so that's not that crazy. That's not that out of. So you've uh, uh, no doubt. We'll get back to the tra- the the transgender thing in a in a few segments because we've got a full two hours today. Um, you've seen the Ferguson police who were shot, right? I've read
2: a lot about that, and it, man, that it just. I don't even know how to put into words how frustrating that whole situation is.
1: Well I said this and, and it's not hyperbole. If I were a Ferguson police officer right now I would, I would no longer serve that public. I'd resign. I'll put my badge on say I'm done. If they're going to target me that's one thing but if they're going to target me along with the federal government And the federal government justifies their actions by telling them that I'm a racist and I know I'm not. And by telling them that there's injustice and they stoke these fires, I'm I'm done, Captain. Thanks.
2: But the thing that I think about, though, is seeing how public that situation has been and how much coverage it has gotten. If these officers, say, try to move to another community and they put their resume out there and it says Ferguson on there, is anybody going to ever hire them? for law enforcement again, even though they have not done a single thing wrong.
1: Well, they weren't Ferguson police. One was St. Louis and one was from Webster Groves.
2: Yeah, but I mean, just in general, in that area.
1: No, I think I think you're right. And I understand. I mean, I'm I'm speaking. I don't I don't believe that they will resign. Uh, By the way, they're both out of the hospital, which is why the media is not covering it that much anymore. You know, it was covered. It was a trending hashtag for half a day, whereas the Ferguson protests, the injustice, that's a, that's a monthly thing. People go on forever. Cops actually shot. Ah, give them half a day. They're fine. They're fine. They got shot. One got shot in the face. It was, I have it right here. Um, I believe it went through his face and then was caught in his ear. But he's fine. I don't know how you survive that unless it just clipped his face, but the point is it's completely irrelevant, right? People will say, well, they they didn't die. It's like the LAPD shooting last week, right? The guy was unarmed! The guy was unarmed! It doesn't matter if he's armed. That's not the point. You swing at an officer, you take an officer's nightstick and wind up to hit him, you, you, you forfeit, I don't want to say you're right, but you forfeit your chances at living at that point. You really shouldn't. Do you have any idea how easy it is to die, Fun Dip, by being hit in the back of the head with a nightstick? I can
2: speculate. I I mean, it
1: doesn't take the idea that unarmed means the guy didn't have a gun. And right now, Ferguson police officers are being taught on racial sensitivity and diversity. And they're doing their little HR courses. And Ferguson thugs are being taught how to aim. Yeah, definitely. And we're supposed to feel sorry. It's the injustice of the system. No, they shot cops. And that's the thing. It takes this. This could have happened, right? This this happens all the time, by the way. You don't hear about it in the media, but this could have happened. And instead, in some cases, cops tased someone or in L.A. They shot someone. Why did they shoot the person? Because they were trying to avoid this. There was a man who likely was high, convicted felon who had hit the cop several times, could not be subdued, could not be tased, allegedly reached for the cop's gun, and they shot him. Out of out of fear, people would say poor training. Maybe I don't know what their training regimen is like there at the LAPD, those cops in Skid Row. But they shot him to avoid this, and all everyone does is condemn them for that. Did you? Uh, if you've been following my Twitter, you can follow me at S Crowder. There are people who say I've never met a good cop. There are all there are only bad cops and silent cops. Oh, that seems a little bit. Well, stupid to say, but it's pretty it's pretty common. As a matter of fact here. Let me bring these up right now uh, There are no good cops only bad cops and silent cops. This one comes to me from Sufisari. so you can read these all on Twitter They're from Do- um, doofus. The thugs doofus from Col- who? Doofus? Know, some screen names. So this person calls himself Colombiana The thugs are the cops and clearly they already know how to aim to kill even when unnecessary. So remember, these are cops, husbands, fathers, who were shot, one of whom in the face, and people are still condemning the cops. Um, Chris Tullis, where I said, uh, you know, I put out a tweet that said, there there can be no police state. There can be no militarization of police in the face of an armed populace. That's one of the big ironies of the left. The left, they love to hate cops and talk about the the evil, the, the racist police, but then when you want a gun, well why? You have the police. What do you need a gun for? You could call a the cop. There can be no police state with an armed populace. And Chris Tullis tweets me, "What does that even mean? With better gun control, no one would have been able to shoot any cops in Ferguson last night." Yeah. Cuz these guys are buying their guns at Cabela's. Yeah, dumbass. these guys are playing by the rules. Yeah. They're going to Bass Pro. Yo, can I get a Uzi at Bass Pro? <laughs> Y'all got any oozies up in this, mother? People are gonna say that's racist. Go ahead. It's just a voice. It's a funny voice. I've been doing it for years. Go back to my stand-up when I was 18. I'm not gonna change it for you politically correct liberals. He's white. He can do any characters that don't involve a black person voice, an Asian voice, a lisp, something that could be seen as offensive to those who have compulsive fears of oranges. Shut up, liberals. I won't. I won't kowtow to you. I will not accept your normal. I will not play the politically correct game. I will not feel guilty. I will not fear you. And that's why I won't use the term cisgender fund dip. Let's go to break. We can talk about it when we get back. <laughs> Louder with Crowder. Stay tuned, all you cisgender jackasses. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Louder with Crowder.
1: Hey, this is Steven Crowder with Louder with Crowder to tell you about one of my favorite sites on the web, AR15.com. I know you hear AR15 saying isn't that the scary black rifle? It is, but AR15.com is actually the best website if you want a community from which to learn about how to care for your gun, gun safety, where to find concealed permits, courses, as well as the best online gun store in the business. I'm talking ammo, accessories, upgrades, all of it can be found at AR15.com. That's AR15.com.
0: You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Louder with Crowder.
1: You are getting funky with me, Steve Crowder. Get down, get funky, get back up again. Get funky with the Chunky Monkey Fun Dip. Hey. That's Chunky (laughs) Monkey.
2: Oh, God. I'm a monkey.
1: For those of you who only heard that terrestrially, it was far more disturbing visually. (laughs)
2: everything moves,
1: <laughs> how are you doing? People ask me how your health is with the the back, and then now you're you're trying to get back healthy. You you actually had a funny story about going into the doctor. Oh, this was the coolest thing.
2: So I go to the uh, I think his name is Doctor Fitch. I've got it written down because I've got uh, a recommendation to go to an actual physical therapist. But I was I went to the doctor and I get in there and he's reading the pieces of paper and it says okay here it says. Well, looks like your occupation is a radio announcer so uh what radio station and i'm like you know 1600 he's like wait a minute are you fun dip and i'm like <laughs> that is the coolest thing ever
1: it's so like, he you listen very, is, she, is he a fan of the show or do you just like fun dip i hate you
2: <laughs> no apparently he listens every day to this station and i thought wow thank you so much for listening i love it
1: that's very cool mentioned you by name he's like louder with crowder i'm like yeah oh, very fun good we have some medical professionals i'll tell you who do, do not like us very much are the, the marijuana people they're not happy with us right
2: now oh yeah i mean after last week kind of dispelling all of the myths
1: well and i, I mean okay i try re- really carefully to be fair-handed with that issue now of course we had a doctor on who was you know who Personally, is anti-pot, right? So she made her point. So it isn't personally anti-pot? She's a medical professional, and that's her professional opinion.
2: So she's professionally anti-pot,
1: right? Well, Persona- she's per- personally, she's not necessar- she smokes she up even every really day. She doesn't really get no- into legislation, <laughs> but she is. Uh, on a pro- professional level, from a medical perspective, thinks that it's it's very harmful.
2: Wouldn't it be and, hilarious though if you found out that she was token every day behind the scenes and then just touting, "You're not supposed to do this." It'd be like a
1: parent says, "Don't do what I do, do what I say." I'd be very surprised, but I know some people rebutted me online. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, go back listen a lot with Crowder last week's podcast. We went through the idea that marijuana might not be inherently good for you. That there are some negative ramifications. Now the rebuttals have come from people, you know, video people. There was a Jaslyn Glenn as a famous YouTuber, and she said, "Well, so Stephen's argument is that it's not good for you. No, duh. Everyone knows that. Actually, not everyone knows that. Let me let me show you these letters from YouTube. So here's here's the problem. The reason I feel the need to educate people is because if you Google marijuana bad right now. They all say, oh, I don't believe the propaganda. The propaganda is that it's fine for you So these are some of the letters I've gotten this week for, for people who say well Why do you feel the need to tell people it's bad? Everyone knows it. No. Here's one from Matt LaCroix. Ah uh, Just stop cannabis is the most beneficial planet on earth plant Oh, plant on Earth. He wrote planet. I think he meant (laughs) plant. Earth is a planet, dude. Back off on the doobs. I think he's smoking up. Canadian for truth. Disinfo. I'm reading these phonetically funded. Dis, D-I-S. Disinfo, all lies, poor research, one more fail. Pot has been used as meds for thousands of years. That S-word skin bag doctor has no idea. Ignore many studies that say all the opposite. You're a-hole, Steve. Karma will fix you both. Good luck with that. How about all those kids cured of cancer, MS, PTSD, damaged nerves, glaucoma, pain relief, and the list goes on and on. Well, cured? I I thought that that only, like, reduced the pain symptoms. If only this MD in neuropsychiatry had Canadian for Truth 26 to educate her in medical school. Someone please alert the proper professionals. Canadian for Truth on YouTube has found all the studies. By the way, anytime, anytime, okay, someone touts a supplement or an herb or pot, anything, and they say, it cures, and they run down a list, cancer, MS, PTSD, damaged nerve, glaucoma, or if they say it about horsetail or some kind of a spice, cayenne pepper speeds up the metabolism, curbs inflammation, it kills cancer cells, it stops MS, it delays Parkinson's. Any time they go through all of those, you know they're lying to you because there's, it doesn't do that. If they were to say, hey, for example, like turmeric, curcumin is a spice, turmeric, they say, hey, turmeric's a really potent anti-inflammatory. In conjunction with a healthy diet, it can actually work or maybe replace, you know, taking Advil every day if you find yourself doing that, okay, but if you say turmeric cures cancer, Tumeric cures pain. Tumeric cures glaucoma, kills nerves. Anytime someone runs down a list of a drug that's a miracle drug and does all of this, that's how you know there is no science. Yeah, it's, I find... it's the Ronco
2: miracle drug.
1: Right, yes, exactly. Yet yet this person says it cures cancer, MS, PTSD, damaged nerves, glaucoma, but there is no research whatsoever that it does anything harmful. Anything I mean, good for you would do something harmful too. T- in some capacity. Cinnamon. It's a great example. Cinnamon is very, very good for you, right? Cinnamon is very good. It's very good for diabetes. Uh, it's it's very good for your heart. There are a lot of benefits in taking cinnamon. It tastes good on toast. I love cin- Yeah, it's good on toast. There's also something called curamin, which is a toxin in cinnamon. It can actually be really, really harmful to your liver if taken in high doses. So much so that actually in Germany and in Europe, they've actually put a limit, a legal limit as to what your intake of, of curamin can be or whatever their guidelines are. But it's they've actually cracked down on places selling, like, you know, cross buns or whatever those things are in Europe. And uh, they're really upset, saying, well, listen, you know, this is what's required to make this pastry. So, bottom line is cinnamon is great for you. There are also some ramifications that are kind of negative.
2: They could probably cut their cinnamon with, like, sugar and or brown sugar and still make decent cro- hot cross buns.
1: I guess, I don't know. Well, there's also, there's also Ceylon cinnamon has far less of it. So there's Saigon, there's Cassia, which is what most people get, which actually isn't real cinnamon, and then there's Ceylon cinnamon, which doesn't have the toxin, but it's actually, um, it's not as flavorful. So, there are ways around it, but people need to be aware, because then you have people going, cinnamon's good for me, and they're taking it by the spoonful. Here's one from Snuff Daddy. Oh, clever name. Marijuana makes you have anxiety? Why is she lying? First off, whenever someone applies intent, it means they don't know how to debate. Let's just assume for a second that you disagree with her. Why can't you just think she has a different opinion? Why do you have to say she's lying? I don't think that. I don't think when, you know, for example, um, when you try and blow out of proportion all the statistics as far as how many transgender people are in the country, I don't say Fun Dip's lying. I just say Fun Dip's wrong. Hey, I'm never wrong. Okay, here you go. Snuff Daddy writes, Marijuana makes you have anxiety. Why is she lying? It makes anxiety go away. I love how they don't talk about the medicinal purpose of pot. Please tell me the medicinal purpose of pot. Isn't Stephen a Christian? God says he puts plants here for us to use, and pot has medical qualities. So, what does that say? God put hemlock here, dumbass. <laughs> it's natural. So is uranium. What's your point, dummy? People just love to speak in these platitudes. It's natural, okay? Dog crap's natural. I don't want to put it in my body. It's a plant. So's poison ivy. Why is this an argument? Even more disturbing, it's an argument that libertarians will use. It's an argument that the pro-pot lobbyists will use. Because they have to lie to get it legislated. To get it... Uh, made legal. I'm not saying it shouldn't be legalized. I think states should have the right to legalize I have a problem when people are going in and pulling the lever and they're voting to legalize it And the only reason they are because it is an issue that states should have the right to vote on The only reason they're pulling that lever is because they go Well, I guess if it's a drug and I guess if there's no negative side effects And I guess if it cures
0: cancer and I guess if it cures MS And I guess if this is so good for you, I guess we should smoke pot
1: That's my problem have I I feel like I've made that clear. Haven't I, FunDip? I'm not saying ban pot federally. I'm just saying I don't like people lying about it. Haven't I made that clear? Yeah, but I think they should sell it in guitar shops.
2: <laughs> okay. That would be the logical choice. Sell it where musicians
1: are. Am I just incapable of imparting any kind of wisdom with you, FunDip? Does any of this get absorbed?
2: No. <laughs> not at all.
1: That's, not true. That's an, not true. I'm an old stubborn man. Because last time you quoted me a statistic thinking you were educating me and you didn't realize that you were quoting a stat from the week before that I had given you. So don't play oh, oh with me. Oh no. Punk. Oh no. Louder with crowder, we'll be right back. I don't give
0: a about what you think. Everyone likes to dance to a happy song.
1: Good to be back with you dancing, enjoying ourselves, and I am here, your host, Stephen Kraut, if you're in Alaska, this is actually filling in for the Joe Miller spot everywhere else, Bill Bennett, and um, my dog just flatulated. This is quality radio My, <laughs> my dog just expelled <laughs> it was just some terrible air. And came back from the break And I was just like You know because you take that big breath When you come back in from the break Like oh <sighs> You know For years I've had cousins That tried to
2: blame the dog I know it was you How dare you You just passed wind I
1: did not. It's not passed wind It's passed gas or break wind you passed gas. You passed wind. You you made a toot toot. Painkillers. <laughs> are kicking. What are you, a ninety year old woman? Golden girls.
2: They made a toot toot. Yeah, don't mess with my toot
1: toot. Hey, big victory this week. Uh, the ATF pulled their proposal to ban the green tip um, caliber. You know, for the uh, AR fifteen. Did you know about that? No. They were trying. So they want. You know about the assault weapons ban,
2: right? Remember oh yeah, asked- the libs are always trying to get rid of every gun that's even remotely
1: cool-looking. Right, well, and that's the thing, it's, it really this is a perfect example of a government not being transparent. Right. People go, well, assault weapons, if you ask them, yeah, I don't think people should be allowed to have assault weapons. The assault weapon means, for example, every hunting rifle, shotgun that you have is now illegal if it has a pistol grip. So horizontal grip, fine, legal. Slightly vertical, illegal. You know, if you have, uh, I think it's, I don't know what the capacity is. It's either eight or ten. Nine rounds, legal. Ten rounds, assault weapon. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the old metal lunchboxes that the sixth graders
2: used to have at the bus stop when I was in kindergarten, that's an assault weapon.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like a a, a blackjack. You know, those little like, leather pouches, mob They use and they whack you over the head with it. That's what yeah. those lunchboxes are. Think about a, pr- a, pr- a protractor. Oh, no kidding, man. You stab a kid in the neck with that, they're gonna, it's gonna look like carry at prom. Like... Yeah, it's terrible. So, the reason they tried to say Assault Weapons Ban Act, the government did that. Why? Because there actually is something called an assault rifle. Ah. Now, for example, the M4A1 carbine is a U.S. military. It's a service rifle. That's an assault rifle. the The, the term is an assault rifle because it is fully automatic. For those of you who don't know what that means, fully automatic means you pull that trigger and it keeps going. Yeah. Those are already illegal. Assault weapons just define certain uh, aesthetic parameters, so the government can have more control over which guns can and cannot be used. And it, you know, the American public entirely rejected it, including Democrats who wanted to hunt with weapons. They're going, "What this is? I want to. I hunt with this all the time. It's now an assault weapon." So the reason they used assault weapons ban is because they knew that they could fool the American public into confusing what they're now broadly defining as an assault weapon with what is an actual term for assault rifle, yeah. a fully automatic rifle. And, uh, those were banned in, I think, 1986.
2: But semi-automatics, they don't really have any that's where you, you have to pull it back again and go,
1: No, 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 no. A- every gun you use is semi-automatic. Oh, it's, so it's click and then yep. you just pull a click trigger. Again. Pull it comes out. It's semi-automatic. And that's all, that's all weapons. In '86, they banned fully automatic weapons, which is another conversation. Should people have fully automatic weapons? Well, depends. When you actually look at it constitutionally, people should probably have the right to. But the point is, those are already illegal. So any handgun you have, that's semi-automatic. By definition, revolvers aren't because they're technically double-action revolvers, but they act as semi-automatics. So you pull the trigger and bullets come out. Uh, I'm trying to see what else here as far as... So what what makes a lot of these things? Assault weapons. Like I said, grip, amount of, of ammo that can be carried, certain scopes or sights, stocks. So for example, if you add a collapsible stock, to a rifle it's now an assault weapon
2: just so that you can carry it in a smaller container
1: yeah that seems kind of crazy flash hiders which many hunters would use so as not to scare off the deer or the yep. antelope illegal uh pistol grip which i've already talked about in magazines so that's what makes up the assault weapons ban now when that didn't work when people even said, okay, we're, we're, we're done with this. When people rejected the idea of assault weapons ban, well, what, what did Obama and this administration try and do? They then tried to ban the most popular caliber of bullet used in the AR-15. Uh, the, the terminology is green tip is what people call it. I think it's a, is it a two i I'm trying to find the exact caliber because someone, it's a what? 5.5. No, not 0.56. I don't know exactly what the caliber is. I know it's referred to as a green tip. So forgive me, gun lovers, uh, if I don't have the caliber correct. But think about that for a second. Hey, we got to We got to get rid of guns. Yeah, but Americans really like their guns. Well, we got What about their rifles? Their semi-automatic rifles? Yeah, but that's pretty much all guns. OK, we'll create a term. Oh, really? What term are we going to create? Assault weapons. Well, no, that's already a legal term. No, 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 no. Those are assault rifles. Oh, so everyone will think that we're trying to ban machine guns. Very clever. And what we'll do is we'll say you can't have this stock. We'll say you can't have this muzzle. We'll say you can't have this pistol grip. But why does that matter? It doesn't. See, that's the point. It doesn't matter. But it gives us control over what weapons can be used, sold, and bought. It gives us it gives us our foot in the door. Oh, very clever. Okay, so let's just let's just rush this through. Then the American they people says, Hold oh, up. They want to pass Wait a, it before they read it. Right. Wait a minute, hold up. Hey. That's what they said. And now uh, I think it's I think it's expired, the Assault Weapons Ban Act. And they're going, gosh, okay, so the assault weapons angle didn't work. Yeah, I know. People really like their AR-15s. I know. We tried to paint it as just this military rifle, even though it's not. But people are actually hunting with them. They're taking them to shooting range. Gosh, I know. Hey, how about this? Let's just put a ban on the most popular caliber for the ar 15 Really? Can we do that? Yeah, let's just try and ban the most popular caliber because then their weapons will be useless. That's a good idea. We'll start with this caliber, we'll move on down the line, and then eventually you know, we'll, 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 we'll ban guns. That's really. like I
2: can't get blank cassette tapes anymore. Right. So that's
1: how it starts and then And then we'll gas the juice! That's where it goes. Did you just compare me to Hitler? No, I'm talking about disarming a populace. That's how it always starts. And again, that's why for people, for leftists out there, tweet me. I would love to hear from you. Tweet me at S. Crowder if you think I'm wrong, if you think people shouldn't have the right to very effective weaponry, if I'm just completely off base and a crazy person. Well, then how can can you be against the authoritarian regime that you believe to be police officers? How can you be against the militarization of police and then want a disarmed populace? There can be no militarization police. Uh, militarization of police. There can be no police state with an armed populace. I mean, doesn't that just seem pretty self-explanatory? One would
2: think that the individual defending themselves should be one of the top priorities, but it doesn't seem that way when, when a a liberal looks at it.
1: Well, we're, now we're, you don't live. You live pretty close to the studio, right?
2: Oh yeah. I. I mean, I probably about
1: three or four minutes if the lights are all green. Right. So the police response time for you is probably pretty quick because you're in a, you know, semi-urban area. For people who live out in the country, someone's intruding, someone's coming in. I mean, you have got to, you might have a 30-minute wait for a cop to get out to you. Yeah, you never know how long it's going to be. I've lived in
2: rural areas before. Uh, it, it takes a while for police, fire, any kind of emergency assistance to get to you.
1: Well, even if someone's just trying to, you know, rape your wife or stab your wife maybe like the transgender guy from Planet Fitness is coming in and he wants to uh you know poke around and um he's not a criminal <laughs> she's not a criminal he is his pictures are criminal let's put it that way but if you read his facebook posts he it, it's i i wouldn't be surprised if that guy has a record um let's say someone comes in and that, that that's a matter of seconds that's a matter of 30 seconds. There is no value in a cop showing up. Let's say it's the best police response time in the... I think in California, the best police response time was Simi Valley. I know El Segundo was a district when I lived in L.A. Because I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of a big metropolis area here. El Segundo had like a police response time of a minute and a half. Okay. What's the value in a cop showing up a minute and a half later going, Yeah, her wife's dead. That's about all they can do. If a guy is coming into your house with a weapon or a knife and he wants to hurt you, not everyone does. A lot of people just come in. They want to steal your stuff. That's most cases. But sometimes you have people who just want to hurt you. Like, Mike, like uh, Michael Caine said, some people, Master Wayne, they just want to wash the world bad." <laughs> it's, it's not, not a bad Michael Pennyworth, Caine. ladies and gentlemen. It's not a bad Michael Caine. I've never done that. That's not a bad Michael Caine.
2: He's so humble. Look at this
1: guy. It's not a bad Michael Caine. Because I was hearing it back through my headphones going, Oh, was that Michael Caine just calling him? No, it's just me.
2: I'll be damned.
1: (laughs) I'll be... (laughs) I'll be a mother's uncle. It's true. Some people just want to come in and hurt you. What's the value in the fastest police response time in the country? At a minute and a half. How long do you think it's going to take that person? If some angry Muslim shows up at my door and wants to hurt me, right, because of apparently dressing up like Muhammad and performing a Three Stooges routine with your six-year-old wife is not kosher or halal in the Muslim community. (laughs) (laughs) Every morning when I come in here on Friday,
2: I want to wear a shirt that says, I'm not (laughs) Stephen. I'm always looking around going, is there anybody here planning on killing Stephen
1: this morning? There's always somebody thinking about it. And you know what? There is. This, I was talking with my, with my producer, Jared, about that. You know, I don't need anybody's sympathy, but there is a certain level of compression that comes with knowing that there's a significant percent of population Earth who would like you dead every day. Yeah, I got used to it in high school. No you don't not you don't have the same kind of thing though no I mean actual people who would like who would rather see me dead who would literally if they knew they could get away with it and not be caught would kill me there is a, you know that does put you on alert there's a certain tension level that just never fully goes away.
2: If you started smoking weed it'd probably dissipate.
1: Well, that's so funny, too, with these smoking weed litters. It makes anxiety go wait, How many times have you heard of someone who gets paranoid on pot?
2: Oh, yeah, they're thinking the cops are coming, the cops are coming. Yeah, yeah but hey, they're going to take at least 90 minutes to get there, smoking out in the w- wilderness somewhere. Yeah, just bury
1: it. And then the tree get baked. Like, dude,
0: this is the best.
1: Have you ever seen a smaller tree that grows in the shade of a bigger tree? <laughs> <laughs> This is quality radio. We're talking about trees on THC, people. But no, it's true. What I find- what really bothers me is when people defend against a generalized statement that's negative and then make a generalized statement that's positive. It's not true! She makes all these statements about- these negative statements about pot that just aren't true. It's just- none of those are true. Pot cures cancer. Like if you'd have said, you know what, she's actually wrong about that. There are some conflicting studies on as to how it affects the frontal lobe. And there actually are some interesting studies now that suggest that marijuana can increase intellectual capacity. No one ever says that because there's no way to actually present that rationally. I would say that it probably
2: increases creativity to a certain extent. Or at least some people it may. or, Or at least loosens the inhibitions to where you're able to create. You know, songs like I am the walrus and stuff.
1: Yeah, um, I, I like alcohol, you know, it re- it removes inhibitions. But again, but marijuana people say it doesn't because not only do they want to smoke marijuana, they say they should be allowed to, s- to drive on marijuana because it's not like alcohol. It doesn't impair you at all. So they would argue against it. So anything that you say as someone who has smoked marijuana that you say logically, and I can agree with you, I mean, we've had these conversations, will be rebutted by the marijuana militants, because they don't they don't want to accept that it removes inhibitions. They don't want to accept that it can be harmful. They don't even they, they borderline want to act as though it doesn't have any f- psychoactive effects except numbing pain and curing cancer. That's my problem. I just realized we have to take a damn break, fun dip. We oh, gotta yeah. go because then we have to come back and then we have to go out for the hour and come back and talk about transgender people and fun dip dressing like a woman. Lada with Crowder. We'll be back after the break. If you're anything like me, you enjoy a good glass of wine. But finding the right kind can be a hassle, or maybe you want to buy a nice bottle as a gift, but don't know where to start. That's where simplified wine comes in. Simplified wine makes buying good wine Simple, just call 844-297-WINE, where a qualified sommelier will take your information budget, send you a curated list, and then wine straight to your door. It's just that simple. By the way, they also have a price match guarantee, so it's not only the easiest way to get great wine, but the least expensive. All you do is call Simplified Wine at 844-297-WINE, that's 844-297-WINE, or don't like phone calls, you can just go to simplifiedwine.com and hit the Simplify button. Same thing, just digital. Any wine you want, they can get. Just call Simplified Wine at 844-297-WINE to have the best wine at the best price delivered straight to your door, guaranteed. What could possibly be simpler?
2: Call Simplified Wine today, 844-297-WINE.
0: You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Louder with Crowder. Louder with Crowder. Thank you so much for
1: joining us right before the end of the hour. And then we have another hour to talk about lots of things, lots of news. It's funny, you know, I've noticed the news cycle just keeps, it just keeps becoming more repetitive.
2: Oh, yeah, it's like top 40
1: radio. Ferguson is back. Hillary Clinton is back. ISIS is back. And that's why I'm. I, I can't handle Hillary. I am so sick
2: of Hillary Clinton.
1: I think that's pretty much everyone aside from, you know, hardcore Democrats who will pull the lever for whoever it is. I don't think many people say, I just love Hillary Clinton aside from, you know, Hollywood elites. I can't even stand how just to look at her makes me annoyed. Well, that's discriminatory because, you know, she used to be a man.
2: You're horrible. (laughs) She still is. Come on.
1: (laughs) Hillary is just, and that's one of those things, does does it matter? No. She just has a real hard look about her. She's got a mean, like, yes.
2: Get off my lawn, you. I don't want you coming around here anymore in your blue dress, hanging out with my husband. I know something's
1: up kind of face. (laughs) She seems like the kind of woman who would be the neighbor who would be furious that you're playing you know, and you're going to ruin her garden in the middle of winter.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't be playing outside. What if your ball comes across into my yard? What if it comes into my daisies? Please don't eat the daisies. Here, wash my feet and sand them. You're going to need a knife when you get to the corn's. (laughs) That's <laughs> that sounded almost like Mrs. Wallowitz.
1: <laughs> I had her, a neighbor, Schlin. Remember Ms. Schlin and her husband was. It always seems like those really mean women have the nicest husbands. Oh yeah, yeah. Or vice versa, like the really grumpy men have just the sweetest wives. I don't. I, I don't know if it's just nature's counterbalance. Marge, stop giving those kids cookies. Oh, just but the, you know it's okay because they're diabetic. They'll die eventually. All right. Load them up with the honey. But what's funny is, I had a neighbor, her name was Micheline, and she would get furious because we'd go out in her backyard. I mean, it was Montreal, so there were these huge snow hills. And we'd go sledding outside. And she would get furious and say that we were going to destroy her garden. va, 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 she's <laughs> mon jardin. But she would be. I'm sorry, I'm speaking French. I realize I cross it's, over it's and I forget. So, it's
2: so funny to like hear hear the angry neighbor lady speaking in French.
1: I always forget because you know in my family. Well, if we're saying it, everyone in the family understands it. You know, or so she would complain about us playing outside and that we were going to hurt her garden. I'm like, lady, it's four degrees. Your garden is covered in a mountain of snow. Do you realize that there's several? I mean, probably I don't know how much snow weighs. If there's a mountain that's six feet high. Would it be in the thousands of pounds? It would have to be, right? It would be in it many, many... Yeah, I would think so. Many, many hundreds of pounds. I don't know. People are like, see, this is Steven on the radio. is not know what he's talking about. I don't know how much snow weighs. No, That's
2: true. it would be weighed in grams and kilograms, I think, probably, because it was in Canada.
1: Yeah. But what's my 65-pound, you know, eight-year-old body going to do to your roses that hasn't been done by the scourge of Canadian winter? <laughs> it's just a terrible place in the winter it's Just awful Montreal But anyway, yeah, Hillary Clinton does She has a mean look about her And I think that matters when it comes to running for president She's a very hard Like, that's a lady who's lived a hard life You know she, She's made some decisions One of whom was Bill She can't feel good about that No kidding I think Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, I really do believe it was entirely from the get-go relationship of convenience. It's one of those things where I don't don't know, but if I had to bet, I don't really think there were people who were ever in love with each other. I think it was, okay, we're planning our life, we're going to run for office, this is the right move, I'm going to go get some broads on the side and you're going to be okay with it because you're asexual, you have no interest in human intimacy. I don't think she's even a human. And they had that conversation on their first date at Applebee's.
2: I don't think Applebee's was around then.
1: Oh, I'm sure it was. They, they, went to, uh, they went to Denny's and he said, okay, listen, I don't find you attractive, but that's a good thing because you don't want any human intimacy. You're a frigid B-word. <laughs> so, what we're going to do is we're going to create a relationship. We're going to live in the same house, separate beds, I am going to be slipping it to ladies on the side. You can do your own thing, whatever it is that frigid bees do, and then I'll run for president, and then I'll pave the way. You'll become a senator in New York. Does not matter that you don't live there.
2: You know, now after hearing this, I think I want to take back my vote for Perot.
1: (laughs) Click. I just voted for Bill. I think that it was set up from the get-go because people knew them in college, and so they weren't particularly affectionate. That I mean, Hillary Clinton was never particularly attractive, and Bill was always surrounded by attractive women. For whatever reason, women have always liked Bill Clinton. So people it's were because he just, can play the saxophone. Yeah, they, they, I'm not. And I'm not saying that unattractive women don't deserve to have a husband. What I'm saying is, everyone who's known them for a long period of time has said it just it just never really made sense in college. Like she was very homely. He was kind of popular. He was always hanging around with hot women. And then when you found out they were together, it was just sort of surprising. Kind of like when you heard, she's going to be a senator for New York. She doesn't live in New York. But she does it. It's what the Clintons do. We'll be back. Last hour of
0: Louder with Crowder. The
1: final hour Good day. Louder with Crowder. Michigan, Alaska, the whole country with your interwebs. Your newfangled internet. Always glad to be on, uh, as always, the most insubordinate producer in radio. Oh, yes. yes.
2: People so. are listening on the Klingon homeworld, too.
1: We come back. We have a chance to reset with a fresh hour. And right away, you have to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> Right off the bat, you have to make sure... No, 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 no. We have to make sure people know this show is crap. I'm going to talk about Klingons. All right. Do you actually know how to speak Klingon? Just a couple of phrases. So you're you're one of those people. You're that far gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. should be ashamed of yourself.
0: <laughs> I think you
1: should reinvent yourself. As, become a woman a cool and start using hipster. the women's restrooms.
2: Uh, I don't think I... I... Um... Nah, they don't have any shoes that I want to wear. Could you, man? You imagine how hard it would be for me to find a nice pair of like, uh, what do they call them, Louboutin—the ones with the red on the bottom—that uh, I don't think I could find a pair that would fit me. What size shoe are you? Um, it's eleven
1: men's shoe, eleven wide. Oh, they sell those. You're not—you don't even have—you don't have feet anywhere near as big as mine. Oh. Size thirteen shoe. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> all right well the reason we talk about this is because we were talking about this before in the show man goes into planet fitness wants to use a ladies' restroom claims to be transgender woman gets uh upset complains kicked out of the gym sam jim by the way who kicked out a man simply for wearing pro-life t-shirts what do you think what do you think about that good thing bad thing tweet me at s crowder right now the overwhelming majority in the country and on twitter are people saying no i would not be comfortable with that man in my restroom now if this is a man who's pretending to be
2: transgender then i have an issue with it if it is a person who is actually you did know, you see the pictures i'm trying to google it right now
1: if you go on my twitter they're right up there right now twittercom dot slash s crowder you'll be able to see them several pictures Um, Here's the thing, though, Fundip. You do understand the problem with what you just said, right? Not entirely. (laughs) There's no way to tell. There's no way for Planet Fitness to tell if it's a man saying, I want to be a woman, or if it's what you call full transgender. There's no way for Planet Fitness to tell. That's the problem. You understand that, right? Well, I would think that there should be some
2: sort of documentation from the doctor you know you've got uh, information saying hey I've been seeking treatment I'm on hormone therapy
1: etc to me that would make a difference. You, well firstly to you that would make a difference that's not a vast majority of transgender people you're talking about 0.3% of population earth and an even smaller percentage of them are people who have actually, you know, Lorena bobbitted their Johnson and are going through hormonal treatment. So now you're talking about a very small percentage.
2: So you're saying like a no old, to the
1: people. What was looks that?
2: Kind of like just an old lady. So you're saying I am? No, no.
1: I found your pictures. Yeah. It's kind of a homely old lady. Doesn't look anything like a homely old lady, looks like a man in a wig. Oh, well, homely well, either take way. Your, take your blinders off right now as far as bias. That does not look anything like a lady. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like a man in a wig. You never saw the woman that drove my school bus. He's got forearm hair, for God's sakes. He's not even committed. He's less committed than I was. I clipped my chest hair at least. You mean you didn't wax it entirely? Oh, gosh. I, I felt like the scene in Rambo. Or, or, or in 40-Year-Old Virgin. <laughs> that was so Anyway, you do understand the, the problem with what you said. So you're talking about 0.3% of population Earth, and statistically, very, very few transsexuals actually mutilate their genitals. But even if you're on permanent hormone therapy, that it,
2: transgender is not necessarily See, well, what, the so destination. See, so what's the barometer? Because
1: I just took the barometer that you just used, and now you're changing it. You understand the point. The barometer for humanity since the beginning of time has been you're a man, you're a woman. It's never been up for debate. It's, it's never even it's been it's in what contention. what your
2: soul is.
1: No, it's not. You don't even believe in souls. You're an atheist. I'm an agnostic. So the only time you believe in souls is when it comes down to whether you have a Johnson or a Poonanny? No, I think you can have a soul without a god. Are you talking soul in like Devil Went Down to George? You talking about music soul? I've never heard you mention a soul in any context outside of defending transgenderism. Ever. I haven't taken you to the Motown Museum yet. Exactly. You're talking about soul at that point. Music, soul. I've used your barometers and then asked you why, and then you keep changing your barometers. I love you, but... You have to acknowledge that you are being incredibly inconsistent because it all comes down to how you feel, and that's a little way. Well, yeah, but that's what matters. That's what matters. That's what matters when enacting policy and public safety and curbing sex offense and defending women from rape is how you feel.
2: A lot of the things that you have to deal with with this issue are: how does the individual who is a minority who is discriminated against? How do they
1: feel? How can you? Uh, prevent them from feeling ostracized. Do you understand how illogical what you just said sounded? Be honest. Because you bitch all the time about how liberals don't acknowledge the facts, don't acknowledge data, it's all about feeling, and you just made an entire judgment that's based completely, and believe me, I'm not speaking uh, 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 with hyperbole here, completely based on subjective emotions. Well yeah, but in in this issue With that, false premises, by the way. That that's what you have to go on. You have to go on
2: no one's how, how these again. how these girls feel. I've I've known people who
1: have felt like a girl since they were a kid. Hey, okay, how does my wife feel as a woman in a restroom with a man in there? What about her? Why don't you consider her feelings? But if if this woman was born a boy It's a man, not a woman. Go ahead. No.
2: You're a woman at that point. He has a penis! What about the ones that have
1: had the surgery? What about the ones that are on because this this one has been deemed acceptable. He has a penis. What about my wife not wanting twigs and berries, not wanting balls resting on the same bench where she puts on her leg whammers before doing squats? Go. People are supposed to go into the stall, do what they need to do, and take care of it. As far as a
2: locker room, I think that people should be careful about how they dangle their towels and things like that. Even in even in a locker room. Even in a locker room where I've been, where there've been a variety of different guys of different ages and different sizes, you You haven't
1: answered it. You said you said the policy should be entirely based out on how the individual feels. Yeah, you just said how you identify is how the individual feels. Well, what about people like my wife? Who've she, had encounters with would-be rapists? She, what about all the women why who do you don't think that feel safe be, and statistically also are less safe? Why what about th- their feelings?
2: Why do you think that just because someone was born in the wrong body, they're a potential rapist? I don't. I don't
1: accept your premise. I don't accept the premise that they were born in the wrong body. But they were. That's why they're making the. Wait, where's the science to- that says they were born in the wrong body? I am looking right now. I can find no science. None, none outside of those that come from transgender surgery clinics or nonprofits. I can find no science that tells me biologically these people are unequivocally females born in male bodies. I can't find any. As a matter of fact, one of the foremost psychologists here uh from Toronto. Let me find this right here and bring it up. Ah. Take the Joseph t- Berger. Joseph Berger, psychotherapist. Liberal, by the way, uh, claims it's a psychological issue, not a physical problem, a hormonal issue. It's not a hormonal issue. It's not a physical problem because you have to entirely alter their physicality to try and meet whatever mental state they want. But How is it any different from a child saying, I was born a pony in a human being's body?
2: Oh, I think the brain is who you are. So some people say, like, you have a skeleton inside you. I say you're inside the skeleton because you are the mind, the mind is who you
1: are, not but the... That, that's not based on the, the premise that all this, minds are healthy and that all minds should be treated equally. I don't believe that. But I, you, you're also skewed
2: because you spend a lot of time volunteering with the mentally disabled, so you might think
1: that other people are. No, I'm not saying mentally disabled. I've never said transgender people are mentally disabled. I, I believe there is a psychological issue, whatever you want to, for whatever reason, that makes them think this it doesn't mean that people have to accept it as legitimate just like when someone is manic depressive and thinks the world is a horrible place and that the world would be better off if they didn't exist it doesn't mean that we should we just all accept it and yeah okay go ahead and off yourself because it's what you think you think you should be dead so when my friend came out and said that they were going to
2: be transitioning this is this was a guy at the time i sure. said finally things make sense because the personality rang as a female personality from the time I met this person and so
1: seeing how by the, the way you know the people who who uh, can't stand transgenders the most are authentic gay lesbian people what do you mean by authentic I've seen people them. who are actually gay and lesbian I and mean, we'll have her on Cynthia Yaki. the transgender people bully them to no end and as a matter of fact if you're saying that gender is a creation of social construct um then you're also leaving it to say, well, sexual, all sexual choice and all of your sexual preferences. Se- sexual
2: preference is different from gender identity, though, because thi- this was a person who a lot of folks would think was a gay man, who but dated girls and said, finally, I am a girl. This is what the person said, who also continues to date girls, now registers as a transsexual as, lesbian,
1: as lesbian, yeah. So are they lesbian? The girls who date him, the girls who date her, yes. But they're dating a man.
2: No, th- this is full everything, full hormone therapy, surgery, everything, and the soul, the spirit, the mind, if you will. But do you also
1: not the also not See, let's let we'll, we'll go to a break and come back. Do you also not see how it just gets to a point of accepting any kind of sexual perversity? Uh, but what makes you think it's perverse? If some, well, let me just tell you is, why it's perverse. I'm attracted to women, right? Yeah. You're attracted to women, right? Yeah. Are you attracted to transsexuals, women? Depends upon how they look. An individual could be very cute. Really? So you would engage in sexual activity with a transsexual woman? Oh, yeah. Okay. I wouldn't. And I don't know any straight man who would. Jared, would you? Straight men, tweet me at s crowder because I'm attracted to women. Would I have sex with a transsexual woman? Would I marry a transsexual man to woman? Of course not. Now, lesbians now, what if you fell should in be love attracted, with their, and this is where Cynthia, yeah, a good friend of mine, will talk about it. Lesbians are attracted to women, right? Yeah. I don't like men. I'm attracted to the female form. I think men are utilitarian. I don't like their bodies. I don't like their hair. I don't like their odor. I'm attracted to the beauty, the the femininity, the, the, the beauty of the female form. Right? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm gonna go date a chick who wears plaid shirts and shops at Orvis. But that's somebody who's female transitioning to male. No. I'm talking about the fact that someone is gay. If they are a lesbian, generally speaking, if you're attracted to women, you would be attracted to women, to feminine women. But now you're saying, well, I'm a lesbian, but I'm dating a woman who looks exactly like a man. It doesn't make sense to a lot of people because it doesn't make sense. Let's go to a break, we'll come back, and you can tell me I'm just a a cisgender jackass. Lotto with Crowder, we'll be back. Hey, this is Steven Crowder with Louder with Crowder to tell you about one of my favorite sites on the web, AR15.com. I know you hear AR15 say, isn't that the scary Black Rifle? It is, but AR15.com is actually the best website if you want a community from which to learn about how to care for your gun, gun safety, where to find concealed permits, courses, as well as the best online gun store in the business. I'm talking ammo, accessories, upgrades, all of it can be found at AR15.com. That's AR15.com. So glad you are back, kind of, for the most part, let's be honest You're not glad I'm back I'm always glad you're back Okay, (laughs) so, before we left here, we were talking about the transgender stuff Yeah You were telling me why I was uh, privileged cisgender
2: I don't know if it's a privilege just to be who you are, you know I think that everybody should just be who they are and that's what bathroom you get to use, who you, who you are in your mind.
1: So you ignore science on this issue? i I got to go with my gut. Right. i got to go with people you, I've met. You do see why that's intellectually inconsistent with everything else you've said in this show?
2: No, because everything I, everything I think about, I go with my gut. On the abortion issue, my gut says that's wrong. On um, the right to bear arms, my gut says yes, you should be able to bear arms. Well no, that's not gu- with, why.
1: You've talked about how liberals just seem to ignore facts. And in this case, you are ignoring facts blatantly. Okay, let's get to the cisgender thing. Yeah, that just... Why should anyone use the term cisgender? Why Why not just, you're just a person? Well, because it it's a word to
2: use to describe someone who is not trans. That's the word.
1: Right. So what do you describe people who don't have arachnophobia? What's What do you use for them? to be sensitive
2: you just say there's someone who's not afraid of spiders
1: it's a well. Sh- how about you just say someone who's just not transgender just normal
2: it's because it's it's a shorter word it's a shorter it's a prefix and it works But why
1: isn't there a prefix for uh, people who are afraid of spiders or people who are afraid of sna- snakes
2: they're very well maybe you know it's just not in common usage yet
1: what about for people who are uh, what do you refer to people who aren't turophobic?
2: Uh, I'm not even sure what turophobic is.
1: Oh, okay. Well, let me explain this. Turophobic is someone who's afraid of cheese. Someone who's afraid. There's of a che- higher percentage of the country <laughs> who are afraid, afraid of, of cheese, cheese than are transgender. Now,
2: why would one be afraid of cheese? I know it used to give me migraines before puberty, but beyond Jesus that, to I. Gave have-
1: you used to give you migraines?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they used to write down everything I ate as a kid, narrowed it down to uh, cheese.
1: What do you call people who are
2: not somnophobic? Non-somnophobic. Not,
1: not cis som That one I think is relegated. Again, because to more people are afraid of falling asleep than are transgender. What about people who are cool r- coolrophobic? What do you call them? Do you understand the point is the the only reason is a political motive to try and delineate between what is accepted as normal and healthy People who are not transgender and trans it is such a small percent of the populace But because they've yelled the loudest they've demanded that all other people be given a label So they don't feel bad about theirs and their label transgender was never created out of hate It was created to categorize and recognize this completely uh, abnormal behavior that was being scientifically observed. So they said, well, I guess transgender is the term that we'll use. There's no need for cisgender. If you're going to do that, you have to do that for anyone who is not a small micro-subset uh, of the population and everything else. And like I said, whether it's, you know, h- hillophobia, coulrophobia, whether it's, I don't know, what do you call people who uh, who aren't pagans? What do you, that we just say, you know, a Christian, a Muslim. Muslim. Well, you, well, what about pagans? They, What if they say that's offensive? What should be everyone who's a non-pagan? My point is it's, it's entirely politically motivated. Cisgender is a silly term.
2: But it exists. It's the term. It doesn't
1: exist. You use it because you feel politically obligated. It doesn't exist for me. It's not an actual term, is my point. It's such a small subset of the population. Nowhere else does this occur except in a political climate where we have to accept something because but, every, everyone else has told us to and they scream the loudest. But being trans isn't a phobia. It's
2: a situation that it's they're a dealing with. It's, it's what's in the mind. It's that's why well,
1: I said. What the personality I, is. Pick anything. What do we call non-hockey players? What do we call... Uh, What do we call non-Chinese? They're all different categories based on science. You're Caucasian, you're Asian, you're African, you're Indian. These are based on geographic locations. The idea that cisgender, it is such a small percent of the population, less than 1% who are transgender, but we don't come up with terminology for everyone else who doesn't fit into those micro-sets of society. I'm pointing out the absurdity of it, Fundip. The only reason that term is used is because of a political motivation to try and normalize something that scientifically and psychologically has not been normalized until really only the last few honestly the last couple of years it's come on strong we'll be back stephen crowder everyone
0: likes to dance to a happy song
1: hello listener i'm in your ears hello newman hello jerry we have a guest on not really a guest but actually you know it's funny my wife worked for laura ingram and they had her on this show got a little bit of an
2: echo on you uh now that you've added the guest in your room though
1: oh we're getting an echo yeah oh well that's no fun i was gonna say my guest is on jared but he's in the room he's a video producer and he's hooked into another computer is that echo still going
2: it's a little bit of an echo. I think for for a moment it'll be fine. Hey, folks. Yeah. Stephen now has monster
1: truck echo. Monster truck echo, 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 echo. Jared is my producer. Jared, sorry, we're going to, have to keep it short. He's my video producer, who's new to all of this. Jared, how has this experience been treating you? Not too bad. It's uh, it's interesting every day. Never really know what to expect. Now, when Jared, you have to understand, listeners, when Jared came in. He had, uh, he wasn't really, you weren't really conservative, right? Fairly conservative, but I would consider myself pretty inactively conservative. I am hearing that echo. It's pretty bad, isn't it, Fundip? Oh, he's talking to the guy who's cleaning their toilet right now. Fundip is just, he's just a terrible producer. I am not a terrible producer. How bad is that echo? It's, it's a, it's a. All right, Jared, we'll bring you on next week. Let's slam dunk Jared. Bye, Jared. <laughs>
0: Poor Jared.
1: We'll bring him back next week. Anyway, he had some interesting stories to it, tell. Have
2: him go in another room and do
1: it. Then you won't get any echo. No, I need him in my room. I need him in my it, room. It, he's he's your secure. security blanket. You're he's like my, Linus. security blanket. So Hopper's in here, too. Hopper's in here, and he's emitting foul odors. That's what Hopper does. Oh, by the way, I'll be doing a video for those. Go to lotterwithcrowder.com. I'll be doing a video for Petco featuring Hopper. He's going to be a doggy, uh, doggy film star. Oh, very cool. Yeah, they wanted me to do a video on adopting animals and stories of people who adopt animals, but I don't think they're expecting me to tell people you probably shouldn't adopt a dog. Now, why would you say it's, that? And Hopper's adopted. Some people should. Most people should. I not. didn't think he was your birth son. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't get him at a pet shop or a breeder. He's a rescue. Yeah. You know, and I, and I love it. And it's he's been great for us. So let me kind of talk about that for a little bit. A lot of people, if you're listening, you know I volunteered at shelters for a while. I've worked with, now am I a professional trainer? No, but I'm more certified as a trainer uh, for dogs than most people who are certified as personal trainers at Planet Fitness, let's put it that way. I took a full weekend course and had to go through and had to work with dogs. Security level dogs were A through, C, uh, through F and I made it up to the point of being able to work with the uh, C level dogs at this particular shelter. So, by the way, my mother-in-law thinks saying she was listening and there was no echo, so it might just be in your studio. So uh, we may have slam dunked Jared for nothing.
2: Well, it was it was definitely going into my headphones through here. What was she listening on? the Internet?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what the difference is there. Uh, right. I don't know. You don't know the Internet. The point is, should you adopt a dog, America? For those of you going, go back to the Air 15 or the Hillary scandal. No, you can tune into any other show that will regurgitate the same talking points every single day. Um, Hopper's a great dog. I love Hopper. Hopper is the most people-oriented dog I have ever met. And everyone says that about their dog. It's not the same. It's like saying, you know, someone's saying, oh, I, you know, I really love chocolate, but there are some people who have a compulsive behavior, uh, compulsive relationship, I guess, with chocolate. Hopper is that way with people. He is, he compulsively loves people. So that means he's very affectionate. He's very obedient. He's attached at the hip. But it also means he doesn't do so well if you leave him alone. Uh, It also means that he doesn't do so well if you tie him up outside a store like a lot of people do. It also means he can easily become overly protective of his pack, which a lot of people don't understand. Hopper's a 90-pound dog. We've also noticed that Hopper, he's never aggressive. But we've noticed he's defensive or retreats with young boys. He's not very comfortable with them again because he's a rescue dog. My guess is he was probably abused. And by defensive, I mean he'll go away. He'll try and go, We had, you know, like a boy just run up and, and just grab him and hug him, which I would never do with a dog I don't know. And Hopper just sat there and. Aah! How old was Hopper when you got him? Five.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. So th- who knows what was going on in the first five years?
1: Oh, well, he we got him with alopecia, which means he was balding, Lyme disease, and a broken leg. We know more about him than most people would know about a lot of rescues, but you don't know everything. He he goes nuts in a crate. You cannot crate him. Now, we've never really had any accidents with him in the house. He's never eaten anything aside from trash when Hillary left a Slim Jim at the top of the trash. I can't blame him. Um, but he and then we got a locking trash can because one time he got into the trash, so we got a locking trash can. And then we came home and a locking trash can was chewed up and on the floor. <laughs> and ever since then, we've often just forgotten to lock the trash can. He's never done it again. And see, my cats don't do that. They don't eat a trash can. Right. Well, he doesn't anymore either because we can leave it unlocked. And I, his motto is, if at first you don't succeed, give up. <laughs> That's the Hopper model. I so, can't argue with that. Right. These are the points. So should a family with young boys rescue Hopper? No. And the, the, uh, the rate of dogs that are rescued and go back into pounds, it's something like 70-something percent. So rescue dogs are just recycled. They're just often like repeat offenders. They're just sent back and sent back. And it's not necessarily the dog's fault. So, for example, Hopper is a great dog, right? But we're very, very firm in our training of Hopper. Hopper never goes through a doorway before us. He never goes up the stairs before us. We go first. He follows. He's never allowed to pull on a leash. He's never allowed to uh, have food until we give him permission to have food. He's never allowed to get up on furniture unless we tell him. And there's one piece of furniture he's allowed to get up uh, on which he's allowed to get up. Now, people say, that's mean. Well, no, we have a great relationship with the dog. What does that do? It it constantly establishes that we are the leader and he follows us to the point where when we walk Hopper, he, he looks at me. He's looking up at me, so if I change direction, if I'm walking and I change direction, I don't need to pull the leash, because he sees me, he looks at me, and he tracks with me, and he follows me. So, people say, well, that's mean, let a dog be a dog. Well, what's safer, a dog pulling and sniffing and running, or a dog who's watching me, so he doesn't run into traffic? A dog who obeys me, so he doesn't run out and get hurt by somebody else, or scare somebody. I need to do these things with my kid. (laughs) Yeah, Actually, you know what? It is very similar as far as setting up a relationship of, hey, I'm in control. You're not. You know, so so basically your kid doesn't get to, I don't know, play video games until you tell him, okay, your homework's done, time to play video games. What is that? People say that sounds mean. That sounds strict. Well, that prevents you from having to spank him. That prevents you from having to punish him because you love him and you're teaching him to respect the relationship. And that's very important with dogs. Because if dogs don't feel like you're the leader, they will try and take that position.
2: Ben has done that.
1: Really? Does does Ben actually do that? Oh, he's totally... He thinks he's in charge. Right. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. If they feel like there's... People need some kind of leadership. Now, some people are leaders, that's true. And some dogs are leaders of the pack. But they will relent if they say oh this is the leader to my pack and most dogs just like most people are not designed to be the leader of the pack and pe- some people will say your dog science is not sound ian dunbar blah 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 well listen we've taken our dog to many 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 different trainers and we finally have one actually who's been been great from uh bark busters they come to your house and they taught us all of these things and even though i had been trained in in working with dogs listen when you work with red zone dogs when you work with dogs who have violent histories you learn these things really quickly If I'd have gotten in the kennel with some of these dogs where I had volunteered, you know, they would have bitten me if I didn't know how to assert myself. So, is it good to rescue a dog? If you understand all of those things and you're willing to do all of those things and you have found the right dog for your family, yeah, I think it's great. If not, if you're going to adopt a dog because it's cute, you have no business owning a dog, period, let alone rescuing a dog. Yeah, it's
2: it's just like a, a long-term relationship with another human. You've right. got to make sure you you fit. You got to make sure it works.
1: Yeah, and I, that's why I advise people: if you do have children and your children are a little bit out of control, and you don't, you probably should get your dog from a breeder. You probably should get your dog as a puppy from a breeder and grow and grow it up with your children, so it learns to, frankly, so your dog learns to tolerate the terrible behavior of your children and learns to tolerate your lack of leadership. So that way you maybe can have a fat, lazy dog who you don't train, who you don't treat properly like a dog, and maybe you'll get away with it and he won't go nuts one day. That's one thing that really bothers me too. And I used to think this, like if a dog bites, put him down. A huge portion of the time, it really isn't the dog's fault. It's very rare that dogs just lash out. You have to be someone who's very oblivious to behavior of a, for example, that's why I say with Hopper. Of course, he's never been aggressive. But if I were someone who were completely oblivious and didn't notice that he clearly didn't like strange kids coming up and grabbing him, and just, at some point, maybe he would react.
2: Yeah, Hop- because they can only take so much before right. finally they just say, listen, nobody is getting this
1: hugging kid away from me. Maybe they'll go away if I nip. Right. And, you know, when we taped that George Washington video, we had that musket replica. As soon as I grabbed it, and aimed it because Jared was using the camera so I aimed it at the camera don't worry it's not a real gun so I'm not aiming a loaded gun at my cameraman as soon as I grabbed it and aimed it at the uh, Jared
0: I've
1: never held a gun in front of him before I've never aimed a gun at anyone in front of him before right away he didn't like it and he came up and he was growling and he got between us he'd seen a gun somewhere before Probably. As a matter of fact, sometimes he gets on edge with uh, the DSLR camera if it has the long lens, and Jared uses it because it can kind of, you know, it's just black with a long lens being pointed at someone. And he'll... Now, anytime he growls, I can say, hey, stop it, and he will. He'll stop. But that's not... It's You don't just do that and not recognize why he's growling. Yeah. And that's most people. Like, oh, just shut up! <laughs> shut up, Rover! Shut up! Oh, the dog's always barking. Shut up! Meanwhile... <laughs> You know, someone's making off with your flat screen in the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, roo, 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 shut up! That's why you got a dog. I don't discourage my dog from barking at the door. We actually say good hopper. So when he barks at the door, good hopper, we go down, he still barks. We make sure that he, he uh, backs up from the door about three or four paces and then quiets down when I point him. I'm trying to think if we can get him to grow Ah, uh, he's, he's out cold. <laughs> I was gonna see if I could get him to bark. He's literally out cold right now. That's mostly what he does. He just sleeps. But uh, the point is so I'll be doing this video for Petco at lottowithcrader.com. And yeah, I think adopting a dog can be an absolutely great thing. But just like liberalism sullies everything else with feeling good, good feelings, it's the same reason Planet Fitness of course is liberal because it's not about accomplishment. It's not about uh, goals. It's not about achievement. It's about feeling good and who you are. Same thing with adopting dogs. It's not about what's best for the dog. It's about what's cute and what feels good. Some people would do very well to adopt dogs. Most of you have no business adopting a dog. Lotta with Crowder. We'll wrap this up with a nice bow for you after the break. If you're anything like me, you enjoy a good glass of wine. But finding the right kind can be a hassle. Or maybe you want to buy a nice bottle as a gift but don't know where to start. That's where simplified wine comes in. Simplified wine makes buying good wine... Simple. Just call 844-297-WINE, where a qualified sommelier will take your information budget, send you a curated list, and then wine straight to your door. It's just that simple. By the way, they also have a price match guarantee, so it's not only the easiest way to get great wine, but the least expensive. All you do is call Simplified Wine at 844-297-WINE. That's 844-297-WINE. Or don't like phone calls? You can just go to simplifiedwine.com and hit the Simplify button. Same thing, just digital. Any wine you want, they can get. Just call Simplified Wine at 844-297-WINE to have the best wine at the best price delivered straight to your door, guaranteed. What could possibly be simpler? Call Simplified
2: Wine today, 844-297-WINE. To sound. Whoa! You're right. rocking to Gowan this morning. I love it. For those,
1: who out there thinks this should be the new theme song of the show?
2: Oh, that would be awesome to find out. Everybody just send us a tweet.
1: Yeah, at louder, uh, at S Crowder. Sorry, louderwithcrowder.com is the website. We would love to hear from you if you think little known Scottish Gowan by way of Canada should be the new theme song. I think
2: so. I, I always every time I hear that bump I get into it. I just enjoy yeah, I know. that. It just really pumps you up. It, rem- like, it kind of reminds me of Rush but with a pop flavor cuz he's got that Getty Lee type voice.
1: Right. Well, Chris Lash, Dana's husband just hates him for whatever reason. I have no idea why. Well then we definitely have to make that the new theme. Yes, just to irritate. <laughs> just to irritate by people. Away, I'll be doing Dana's show today, filling in for Dana. So can you imagine that fun day? Imagine doing six hours of radio like this in one day. It's a lot of it's a pretty tiring day for me. I used to do ten hours from
2: midnight to ten AM every Saturday night. And yeah, but
1: that was DJing.
2: Yeah. So it's not as difficult have as to
1: talking. You have to prep politics where you knew people would be fact checking you if you're wrong when yeah. your brain's mush after hour five. I always just be, and now here's some more Whitney Houston on Light FM. And I, I will always love you. <laughs> I'm trying to get Hopper to grow. Sounds like
2: a country version of it. That's yeah. one because, thing. Yeah, that's, I guess it was Dolly Parton originally
1: did have that. Have you ever seen, by the way, because everyone always says, you know, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion. Not even close. Have you ever actually seen Mariah Carey when they don't have the mic, you know, the mic filters Processed and stuff and on? and everything. Oh, it was terrible. Her speaking voice annoys me so much. Now, as much as she's a little bit obnoxious, have you ever heard Celine Dion a a cappella?
2: Oh, she can still do it, yeah. she. She's amazing.
1: As much as I
2: am sick of all the songs they played of her on U.S. radio, I'll still occasionally pop in the French album with, you know, "J'irai Thura, or whatever it is, and a couple other songs.
1: Which one? Are you talking like, early, it's, like honky-tonk? No, this
2: is just called The French. It's a collection of stuff off of the... Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, no, but I do say she is... I uh, And I don't just say it as a Canadian, but I truly believe that as far as vocal talent, she's in a class of her own.
2: Along with Stryzan, I would say. It's like a two, two-person class.
1: Streisand?
2: I, I never really paid... You sure
1: you're not in transition?
2: I never paid attention to Stryzan until last night I was watching Channel 56. Oh, so that's why you're saying it, because last night... I'm serious. I, I'm flipping through the channels, and I'm going, you know, she she's not as bad as I thought. She was bringing the house down, and I never paid attention... Well, I kind of liked the album where she was wearing the Superman T-shirt in the early 70s. But beyond that, I hadn't
1: paid attention to her at all. Um... None of them can hold a candle to Ethel Merman. <laughs> clang, 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 the trolley. There's no business like show business! We are so messed up. There is nothing like this on News Talk Radio, and it's okay. You can come along for the ride. So we've covered uh, transgenderism. Fun Dip admitted on air that he would have sexual relations with a male. No! With, with also, a girl who used uh, to be a male. <laughs> uh, we talked about should you adopt a dog. No. The, uh, the try and ban on the AR-15 green tip caliber has been thwarted. But this government is still actively trying to seek to disarm you in other ways. It's important that you stay abreast of these issues. Uh, post-op abreast. And it's important that uh, you, you educate yourself. Don't listen to what I have to say and take it as as, uh, as the end, as the final say. The it's end just all and be all. It's just advice, fellas. You can do whatever the
0: hell you want to do.
1: You can do what you want to do. Go where you want to go. I'm trying to think, what is that song? It's some song that, I, I, I don't think it was a one-hit wonder maybe, but I don't remember who did it. No. Funny little known fact. Everyone, this is one thing too. Everyone loves to praise. Every you know, once they're dead, they're all they're legends, right? Oh yeah. Jimi Hendrix, when he was alive, was opening for the Monkees. Oh, everybody knows that. That's common really? knowledge. Yeah. I, he, well, no, I don't think a lot of people know that.
2: Yeah. Be, before he hit it really big, he opened for the Monkees. And uh, any book you read about Hendrix, any book you read about the Monkees, it's it's right there. It's. But it's, I think
1: they were pretty friendly. I don't think he ever really trashed the Monkees.
2: No, no. It, it was. It's just one of those strange tours that was put together.
1: I mean, who doesn't like Davy Jones? He's
2: I think. I one. think
1: probably
2: uh, probably Mike Nesmith, because right. Mike Nesmith never toured with them later until after Davy passed away, and now Nesmith tours with the other two,
1: the Monkees. You know, they were a huge influence on the Beatles. Yeah, smack. Oh gosh, I'm looking at this it's picture of this virtual uh, smack. Picture of this uh this car engine part tranny uh that looks like a man. <laughs>
0: <Car> <laughs> That's the
1: planet fitness guy. This guy didn't even try. He has to has hair in his knuckles. <laughs> he looks just like a regular lunch
2: lady from He does not look anything like Elementary. a lunch lady. That's what. Well, at my school, that's what the lunch ladies looked like in the early
1: 70s. He looks like you in a wig.
2: Well, he's thinner than I am.
1: Well, listen, at, the, at some point, same with Planet Fitness, you know, people, they don't want athletes training there. Well, why Why don't you consider how I feel, Fundip? Why don't I have the right to train in an effective way at Planet Fitness? Why is it okay to discriminate against me? I was fat. You've got life on a platter. What are you trying to kid? I was fat. I lived out of an 82 Dotson, which, by the way, this is, I was going to say this, yeah, I, people say I have my life given to me on a platter. Okay, let me tell you something. <laughs> I was raised in a three-bedroom apartment in a suburb of my, Mo- s- suburb, but just across, like the Brooklyn is to New York in Montreal. I was raised in R- St. Lambert, the last street before you cross into Ville-Marie, which was pretty lower class, but my family, we did okay. We were middle class, right in there, three-bedroom apartment my whole life. All my friends lived in houses. I lived in an apartment. I lived in a socialist province. Listen, here's how it is. When you marry a princess, everything else is negated. How much time do we have Fun Dip? before they're going to take- One minute. One minute, okay? I did that. I got in an Amtrak train that smelled like urine and mothballs to New York City, slept on my manager, by the way, who was black, Tony Camacho, was the booker for Rascals, New Jersey, slept on his couch- until I made my way to LA, did the comedy festivals. I lived out of an 82 Datsun with no driver's side window, no driver's side mirror. I got a trial pass to a gym for a month for $30 so I could go in there and shower. Couch surf, lived out of that car. I finally got a few film rolls that paid for it. I had to borrow money to pay the union so that I could go and appear on American television. When I was done, I couldn't give away my 82 Datsun for free. I offered it to a homeless man named Wolfgang. There are two people in Los Angeles named Wolfgang, the chef, and this homeless man who turned down my functioning car because he couldn't fit his cans in it. Anyone can make it in America. I'm a dummy and proof.